0: Hello and welcome to the RS Media Live Podcast for December and a bit few bits of January. We're joined tonight by a professional footballer in Tom Pett. So good evening, Tom.
1: Good good evening. How are we?
0: Yeah, we're good, thanks. We've got Mike Harneman.
2: Evening, how we doing, fellas?
0: Yeah, we're all good, thanks. We've got Sean Price, yo, and then we've got Barry Swain. Hi guys. And then we've got Russ Vernon. Evening, guys. So good evening. Hope you're all doing really well. Um,
2: Got an action-packed show as well, haven't we, right? To be honest with this one today.
0: Yeah, we've got a very good action-packed show. Um, it's been really good that we managed to get Tom on as well because one of the first subjects that we're going to talk about is obviously the COVID-19. Um, so we're going to talk about Derby, who today weren't able to, uh, are not going to be able to fulfil their um, their FA Cup game. The first team that is. Um, so, and then Stevenage had a few te- positive tests, and Tom Pet, who's joining us to the- tonight, was one of them. So, we'll ask Tom what it was like and the protocols that he had to go through. Uh,
1: you mean you go ahead now? I mean, it's not going to be a yep. short one. No, go, on, mate. As long as it takes. Go yeah. on. Yeah, no. So um, I think it was we had um, Carlisle away, um, and well, to be, to be to begin with, before we went in, into that, it's it's um it's a different season than obviously without the fans and stuff. But it's also a different season in in um, how you are around the training ground and how you are around the um, like a normal match day. I mean, training ground, you all have to wear your mask. It's taking your temperature before you're in every day and um little things like that, not not being able to shower at the training ground so there's look there's lots of things which you you can do as a player and um as a team and as staff that we try and do to to not catch the virus but at the end of the day there's so many ways you can get it and there's there's no way of uh, really pinning down how how each player's caught it or how someone has brought it into the team as such so but we we uh, we did everything we can, and I think every club's doing the, everything they can. We we went away to Carlisle and uh, obviously travelled up on the Friday, played on the Saturday, and travelled back Saturday evening. And on the Sunday, um, there was um, I, th- I mean it was it's so long ago now, but I think there was cases maybe that a few lads had symptoms on the Sunday and the and the Monday, and then that week it um, that week we obviously we got tested and. Um, we had a few lads had symptoms on the Wednesday, and uh, we found out. I think we tested on the Wednesday or Thursday, and found out that um, there was five of us that were positive. And um, it's just, it's just very strange. I think we could, all, we all sat on the coach together on on the way back. Um, so it's strange how only five players get it, and the whole team doesn't get it. And it's, I, I don't really understand it. I don't think no one understands it. Um, so I had to isolate for ten days. Um, which meant then meant um, the people that I live with then had to isolate um, themselves. They had tests. They come back negative twice, which is really strange that the people that you live with still come back negative. Um, but it's, it's one of them that I'm so... Uh, for me, personally, I've been out of the game for a few months. Then to suddenly get back playing and getting into my rhythm, then suddenly be told you can't do anything for 10 days and have to sit in the same room that... I was sat in for the last four months doing nothing. Um, it's it wasn't the most enjoyable ten days of my life, let's be honest. But look, it's ha- it's what you have to do, and it's the rules. And um, if it's going to keep other people safe, then um, obviously it's um, what I had to what I actually had to do. So um, look, it's it's part and parcel of being um, being in the spotlight. I think um, it's, it's it's come out on the media that some players are. Are going against what are sneaking out and getting getting in trouble and um it's you know as a freshman footballer that you're going to get eyes on you a little bit more than you would as a um someone just someone in the public so i know it was 10 days in in my computer room or in my bedroom trying to stay away from my family uh, not allowed to go out exercising which absolutely killed me um especially when there was you, you watch all the football on tv and you just want to be part of it um but then 10 days were up, started training and um, was lucky enough to, to be fit enough to go and play against, um, who was it, on the? we had the game on the Tuesday, was it Cambridge? I think we played on the ground uh, the- Yeah,
2: Cambridge United,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we played them and thankfully I got through 90 minutes. I'm not really sure how I got through 90 minutes, if I'm honest. Um, when I'm seeing Copes go down with Cramp in the 70th minute, I'm thinking, geez, that's going to be me soon. But look, managed to get through the 90 minutes and, and got the win, which was most important um and obviously then backed it up with a, another result but no look it's a it's a strange one my symptoms were just um weren't as bad as as others i think some people um getting bad and some people don't i wasn't bed bound at all I had, a, I had a headache maybe i think it was on the tuesday i first had symptoms and i had a headache a cough um and a little bit of the sniffles but apart from that i was i was absolutely fine the only thing i will say which i'll never ever moan about taste and smell i lost my taste and smell over my christmas period couldn't taste my christmas dinner couldn't smell the christmas dinner being cooked um it's just the little things that the little snacks you have before and after and the cheese on the crackers after that none of that couldn't taste it i could have eat, been eating absolutely anything and i wouldn't have known um so like it's, it's it's uh i'm thankful that i wasn't bedbound and obviously thankful that I'm still here now because you, you see how many people that are, are sadly dying at the moment from it. I think it was over 1,000 people today and it was 800 yesterday. So it's, it's, um, it's a serious illness and one that um, shouldn't, be, shouldn't be looked looked on and um, taken lightly. But no, thankfully, I'm, uh, I'm here today to tell the story.
0: Yeah, and no, I really do appreciate that, Tom, because it, Tom. Is somewhat, it is good to hear from someone who plays the game. Mm-hmm. which you do and someone who's had that positive test which yeah. there's not many professional that can say they've had a positive test because there isn't yeah. many nowadays mm-hmm. but um yeah thanks for that Tom yeah. it, and it was and anyone got any thoughts on the Covid said,
3: I, I was reading a little bit earlier about the National League and there's one or two clubs now um they're not having to join the National League. And you think well, Barnet, for example, struggling, will probably uh, push all they can to have the league postponed until next season, wouldn't they? Um, if they went up to somewhere like Carlisle, uh, same scenario, and they come back and they've picked up five, and they're having tests, you know, it, it could, it's easily going to spread a, a lot further. So, you know, that's the only level of football that's still playing without, uh, without I think, isn't it now, the National League? so yeah um, how, how often are the tests in the efl now are they um... well
1: it's actually gone i think they announced it this week they're going to do two tests per week um mm. i think the pfa are going to fund it because at the end of the day the, the premier league clubs can afford to test their players three four times a week yeah. so it's, it's to them but when you've got the likes of the championship league one league two that aren't getting fans through the gates and it, you're still expected to test your players week, it's not cheap because it's not just your players it's your staff it's everyone around the club so it's not just 18 players you're testing it's a lot of players to, yeah. to test so i think the pfa now have, have um stepped up and i think I, that's what i think i haven't read too much into it um but i think we're gonna get tested twice a week um, we actually got tested on monday um just got yeah they
2: all came back negative as
0: well
1: didn't they? yeah
2: everyone
1: came back. Back. Yeah. Yeah, back negative which is uh which is very good to hear
0: and Especially with the FA Cup coming up exactly. as well, and exactly. a very big game for Stevenage when they play Swansea at the weekend, yeah, championship side Swansea. Yeah, it's,
1: um, yeah, look, it's, it's a game that you look forward to, I think, as a player. It's the FA Cup, everyone yeah. playing the FA Cup, and everyone, every player wants to get to that third round to get that. Well, for me, it would have been Arsenal away or hmm. one of them cups. So I've been lucky enough to play. Some big clubs in it already i played everton away um a couple of years ago and that was an experience which i'll, I'll never forget so um uh, look it, it'll be tough it'll be a tough game i think they're, they're they're doing very well in the league they're second in the league right now um so they're, they're not going to come in uh, be a pushover they're gonna want to carry on doing well and take their form from the league and the FA cup and and keep it going i think um it doesn't matter what team they put out i think they could even if they put a second string team out it'll still be Full of class and full of international, so um, it's is one we're looking forward to. It's a free hit for us. Um, Stevenage have, have done well in previous years in the FA Cup, of being the underdog, so if we can um, cause an upset, and um, you, you never know what can happen. It's the FA Cup at the end of the day, and um, fingers crossed that we we turn up on a day and they have an off day. Because if they turn up and um, play to their best, it's uh, you would have thought they'll they'll uh, go through to the next round. So look, we need to hope they have an off day and and we bring uh, the best game that we can. So, no, it's um, definitely one to look forward to.
2: And I was just going to touch on that as well. What you just said there, of course, obviously, it's just the one leg as well. Now, there's no replays or anything like that. So, yeah. the fact we've been drawn at home, um, that's still going to play a part in it as well.
1: Definitely. I, I definitely think that plays into the, the, the lesser team, shall we say, uh, in the ties. I definitely think that. I think you can, the amount of teams that take bigger teams to, to, to a second leg uh, in the last couple of years in the FA Cup, there's there's loads of them. So if, even if we if we get a draw, we can we'll back ourselves. Maybe I won't be on the pens myself. Uh, <laughs> not not <off> after <laughs> all. Jesus, no, nah, I don't ever miss hit a
0: a ball
1: like that in my life. But uh, thank you, Jamie Cummins was there uh, was there to save me, and um, I'll, I'll still thank him for that today. But no, like, I'll, I'll step up and take another penalty. It's it's not it's not a problem. But I won't take one like that. That's that's for sure. Uh-huh
0: or two-footed either no. <laughs> because that <laughs> yeah. that caused a bit of an uproar in a game that I watched a few weeks ago where um, Middlesbrough played Luton and Luton had a penalty and James Collins two-footed the penalty I've
2: still um, not seen it I know we were talking about it weren't we but I need to find the actual clip to watch the clip of it because um, yeah it's it's really interesting that you know that actually happened and you know um, yeah, it was just one well, I have to, you know, you should have reminded me, actually, I'll, I'll have to double check that and, and watch it back myself because it's something I just want to see how it all went and, you know, obviously it was a, a crucial penalty, he missed at a crucial time, wasn't it, as well?
0: Oh, yeah, because Middlesbrough actually went on to win that game one no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: In, like you mentioned as well, with Derby, they've had quite their entire squad and management staff is out of this FA Cup tie this weekend with Charlie, I tonight he's going to be mainly under-20s and under-18s for Derby with the senior professional development first coach and his assistant taking charge and of been speaking to a mate of mine who covers Derby and knows quite a bit about the squads at Derby, and they've also lost several of the youth team players as well who would have been eligible to play for the under-18s in this match, because they've went into the first team bubble, we're now having to self-isolate, and he says he's going to name the first team scholars, who are going to be featuring for Derby in the under-18 squad this weekend, which will be interesting what's all the side to play and interesting for the commentators who's covering the game for either TV or radio to find information about the players to phone Yeah, exactly. Them. You're not gonna really know you. are you, yeah. No, because Adam Summerton needs doing it for BT in England on on Saturday and he's actually mm-hmm. said he's already he starting work. He's gonna be contacting the Academy of Derby over email in the next couple of days to get a bit of information on all of under-18 players was like to be in this squad so you can sort of join up and fix them that ready for the for the match on saturday
2: but that's uh that's that's great for the young lads though you know it, uh, the fact they're going to be included and you know get into this side and, and actually you know fair enough they've got to play uh, um under, under sort of difficult and, and different circumstances but the fa cup is about going out there and making a name for yourself and there's going to be some real young lads that do that at a young age now
4: yeah, some people will be like "Well, some probably as as like, 15, 16, maybe even 17th, yeah. they squad, probably making the first-team debut. And there's some i have been told tonight where they've never even played their first-team game for Darby. There's some being played the first-team game like towards the end of last season, mm-hmm. who's now back in the 23-squad, but when judgment, judge them, he's like first-team first-year scholars in the academy set-up so it would be interesting to see what's on the side of the it and it'd be interesting
3: to see how they go it's interesting like uh, all the way all the way all the way through the fa cup the from the from the qualifying rounds it's basically you're out and um you know they have kept it i was, I was surprised i thought we might get to round three and the premier league clubs would kick up a stink and you know it's like if it happened to Fulham fuller City two weeks ago they'd be out unless they put the, the youth team up and um I'm surprised that they haven't changed it to be honest, but it's the right thing to do. But they've got the resources. These championship and the clubs probably still can roll out a team that can compete against most others. But you know, surely it'll be a funny one because it's, you know, it's non league pitch, it'll be freezing cold up there. Uh, Be yeah. a probably old pitch. What's going to What's going to happen? Interesting, actually. On that note, I read today that the uh, the women's FA Cup they're two rounds behind, and it's all the like uh, third, four, fifty teams at the moment that come. Like, and they're all about drawing lots or tossing a coin to um, to decide who goes through in each tie, so they can get the the uh, the games rolling again in that competition. Oh wow! See how that, that well, how true that is, I don't know. it's only something I read in an article earlier, but. So. Yeah, so, but from yeah, a, a teamish
2: point of view, I'll just say, you know, I, I'd be very selfish because obviously on the back of last season, um, we would have been sent down on points per game. And, mm. you know, that was something that I really was strongly against. And, you know, fortunately, we're in the football league now and we've got, you know, we started winning games the last few and picking up points as well. But I mean, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'd be massively against things like that because, you know, it, it yeah. kind of isn't a, a logical way of dealing with it.
3: Yeah, it's not drawing lots, it's just not. The, I mean, okay, you can put it down to luck, but it's just not a way of, of you know, penalty, everyone can moan about penalty shootout, but yeah, you know, there's an element of, of skill taking a penalty. But drawing a uh, joint or spinning a coin uh, down a phone, or, well, I suppose it'd be on a video, wouldn't it? You wouldn't trust a phone call. Um, no. You know, there's just, just yeah. no way to. You know, in the history books, it'll go down so at so-and-so on the toss of a coin, and it, it just doesn't doesn't feel right. But, um, you know, that's, that's the day and age win, you know, they could put off the game to, uh, to Derby game, but you'd have to wait 10 days, um, you know, for time. You know, that's in Chorley, isn't it? I mean, surely they're national staff, so they are playing football, but there's the likes of Marines that haven't played a, a league game probably since early, mid-December. Uh, are they going to be against Spurs this week? That's another thing, you know, they're not playing football because they, they can't play it at, uh, at Northern. And Spurs will take
2: it serious as well. You, you know, you look at last night; they took it seriously mm. against Brentford. Um, and Mourinho mm. is not going to go, want to go to Mourinho and, and get turned over because that would be just, uh, you know, the next level embarrassment for him, wouldn't
3: it? Well, it would. I mean, it's the first time I think it's step eight of playing in Premier League. I mean, I have yeah. to played top flight before. First step eight against Premier League, I eh? think. So, um, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, with all things things being equal, they could go and get 12, you know. But, you know, it's a big day for Marine. You feel a bit sorry for the teams like Marine and Chorley. It's their big day, FA Cup third round. Might never happen again. And and they're having to play it behind closed doors. And they're still making a lot of money from the TV revenue and virtual tickets on Marine's part. But it's not the same, is it? Not the same.
2: But with Marine, what I do think is quite interesting as well is the fact that... I think um, there's uh, obviously houses and stuff and flats backing onto it. So, you know, I think I'm sure I've read somewhere that if um, Marine, you know, had, um, had a shot against them that went over the bar or went wide of the goal, a player could go have to go and knock on their door to go and say, well, the ball's gone in the back bar now. you Harry got Harry Kane knocking on your door or whatever, so...
0: Imagine <laughs> that, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've Im- imagine- just
4: been looking at Barry as well because you mentioned about me not playing for quite a bit. Their last match was on Boxing Day.
3: All oh, so right, yeah. Not played
4: since Boxing Day. Yeah, so, it, yeah, they, three, so
3: would be. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Yeah. and that's only a couple not of weeks. Bad, isn't yeah. It, so. yeah,
4: yeah. Only a couple yeah. of weeks. So they'll, yeah. they'll probably been doing a training program at home. the uh, clubs manager set them to be in share ready to play against Tottenham. Or looks to be a strong yeah. tournament side, but yeah. it could be without Gareth Bale or Bale maybe back for this one. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see what this. He said Mourinho is in his press conference this weekend.
3: Yeah, I think Spurs will have enough. <laughs> you think Spurs will have enough, but yeah, you know, oh, Spurs will have a field day. They'll go and
2: get double yeah. figures. Yeah,
3: Probably do will. I wouldn't be surprised, but listen, it's, you know, whatever happens to Mourinho, it's their big back. I just feel a little bit sorry for the, the fact that they haven't got. You know, uh, you know, 5,000 people or whatever it is in the, in the ground. Um, you know, it's the them, but um, they can't even take selling, it back to white lane, can they?
4: And, and also, they're you selling programs for this game on their website for fans mm-hmm. to purchase. And one of non league reporters, which has got he's actually bought, I think he says he's bought 10 copies already, and he says he may be to have a look through, about bought 10 copies, one for himself, and this is maybe, like, done putting them up on eBay and whatever money, or selling them, and whatever money gets, putting it towards either the NHS or a charity for, mm. to, towards COVID to give a bit of money towards the NHS staff. OK. So, have uh, done, done there, so which be, would be good if people, if Marine, and also some of the money will go to Marine, as well I think he said so it's like split out and everyone gets split it from the programmes that has got left
2: and that's it like, I just want to say to obviously with Tom here as well the fact we've got Swansea this weekend um, that's a, a fantastic tie for for Stevenage and you know, it's the mm. kind of tie where we'd absolutely love to be in there as fans you know on the mm. East Terrace getting the East Terrace rocking to the atmosphere that it is and you know, the drum the, the noise the, the vocals and everything like that and that would give you guys a, a massive lift as well wouldn't it well, that's. I think
1: that's what when you play play against these bigger teams, you you need the, you need the crowd on your side. You need to you need to feel like that you're you're 12th man. I know it's a cliche, but even more so when you when you play them big teams. And um, I know look, I know the Premier League teams are used to playing in front of bigger crowds, but there's nothing there's there's nothing um, better when you're playing a a team bigger than you've got. You, you make it hostile as you can for the for the the bigger boys that, that come to town. I think Stephen is about it. Um, numerous times with big clubs coming to them and I've been involved in them myself so yeah look as a as a, a player at Stevenage would I want fans there 100 minute, million percent um if I was going to their place would I want fans I'm not so sure yeah um, I would as much as it would be unbelievable for the Stevenage fans and I'm sure it'd be an unbelievable atmosphere I'm thinking about winning the game and
5: mm-hmm.
1: if, if I want to win the game I want um I, I want to be at home and have a crowd behind us
0: yeah which i think any fan would want to be at the home side and have and actually be at the game
2: absolutely and i even said to you last night when i come off here tonight i'm going to be doing a bit for the swansea uh one of the guys who's, who's sort of a media uh channel for swansea and you know giving out my predictions and things like that for them and you know it's just a a, a great thing the fa cup i love the fa cup it's it's a fantastic competition yeah no, I, I love it as a player i love it as- the excitement of seeing that,
1: sitting down and watching the draw, your team come out, knowing you could have Manchester City away or Arsenal at home, uh, it's it's very exciting. And um, hopefully, we get through this, get through this time. We get um, we get a big big boy in the uh, big Premier League team away from home or at home. Um, so that's, that's what you play for as a
2: as a player. That's right, and of course, uh, we'll touch on the draw in a, in a bit. Or should we do it now actually as well? Where. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth round and the fifth round draw are both going to be drawn at the same time as well on Monday next
1: week. Is that true? I didn't know that. What? Why is that?
4: I think I think where it is because the third the fourth rounds on the twenty third of January, mm-hmm. and then the fifth round was the mid on the tenth of February. Mid-week. Yeah. The mid-week, yeah. Midweek, so I think yeah. to get fit today together to make sure they've got time to fill the draws in between. One we like Premier League fixtures and that coming up for other clubs and. The game with TV scheduling and that.
3: Wow, okay.
4: On this one, I noticed on the FA website earlier. We the ball, draw numbers after this weekend's fourth round round draw for the matches, as well. And well we're on the subject of the FA comeback, which they've been, due Southampton, there may be in doubt. Yes. It's Shrewsbury we have got a few positive cases of COVID-19 as well, so mm. that may not go ahead, so that could be postponed. Or oh, I'm not sure I wouldn't. I'm not sure if they'll do the same what they've done with saying If we've got, I think what they're saying now is that fair. So now, if play teams have got 14 players in their matchday squad, then games must be played. So if we have got 14 players available, then the man may can play it. Okay. And if they have to draft in a few one 23 players below what well, Derby's going to have draft if he's under-18 players in. So OK, moment, yeah, yeah. At the moment, he's in doubt. We're going to be discussing that probably tomorrow to decide whether it's going to be going to end this weekend or that one. But fourth and fifth round John Monday, it's about half, about ten past seven on BBC and BT. And
1: hopefully we're in it, Tom, as well. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, even more so, I think if you get through the third round you see you're going to get in the third, the fourth round and fifth round, Yeah. It's gives you even more incentive if, if we get through and you know you've got Arsenal away and then your fifth round you've got United away. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: your dream draw then, <laughs> Tom, isn't it? Well, uh, playing like against it. The, the team that you support. Yeah,
1: I'd like yeah. Spurs, in, Spurs in the fourth round, smash them and then go to Arsenal away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and smash them. <laughs> we owe
1: Spurs anyway for uh, the,
2: the replay when we lost 3-1. We owe them anyway, so.
1: Yeah, correct. So, I'll... I'll <laughs> I'm telling you, if there's one game in my life which I'll try extra hard for, that'll be it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I won't be taking any of their shirts, so I'm going to tell you that much.
0: <laughs> I'll be anyway. asking for one. <laughs> 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 Just so that you have to take one. Yeah, one. Tom, speaking
4: about speaking about you say when you're asking anybody for anybody's shirts, I was listening to an interview that Jermaine Beckford did when, uh, over a week speaking about the FA Cup tie between Man United States and Leeds, when Leeds won 1-0 in 2010. Hmm. He actually, he actually asked some of the Man United players if could have a shirt, the shirt to take over like his son or one of his cousins or whatever. So Alex Ferguson turned around to Man United players and said, "No, get in there. Don't give any of these players your shirts. They don't deserve your shirts. After in there, and don't even need them after the game to give me shirts, your shirts, take your oh, shirts wow. off. Leave your shirts here. And we'll wash them and keep them." don't give any elite players the shirts.
2: Wow. Uh, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't
4: yeah, But Yeah, with, with Sir Alex, Alex, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like me, we me mentioned the, uh, swapping shirts and I thought it. It's a nice little uh,
2: story. It's, uh, yeah, obviously he scored the winner so I don't think he'd be that bothered anyway. Like, I'd be like, well, I've scored the winner against you so that's it really. But. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, because like you said, Johnny Alston wanted a shift for like his his brother went on, um, friends on Facebook and he actually, and, Alex, and so he asked Alex and so went, no, sorry, no getting your lot any shirts. Wow. And he like, and, it, it, it even and, said
2: your lot as well. Wow. <laughs>
4: yeah, and Johnny and Johnny asked him went, don't worry, I won't be getting any of your lot, my shirts either, I just wanted one of your shirts for my brother.
0: <laughs> <Madness>. well, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, has Sean got anything to say about these positive really. t- i think he's all right is he yeah i'm all right, all right. for now that's all right And um the next thing we'll talk about is spurs are offering their stadium out to the nhs
2: yeah that's a great one as well you know as much as you know me sean tom we just like them as a club that is fantastic that they're actually going to be doing that and helping out because you know ev- everywhere that can help out uh, really should. I was talking about it with Arv, actually, when I on stream this a little while ago, and he's saying, you know, what I fully agree with as well is that you have to offer these tests out as frequently as you can and as many locations as you can as well.
0: Yeah, totally. You have to do what you can because these hospitals are all fully packed, and they're all going to be packed for new for the foreseeable future. Yeah, um, and it's good. Football clubs have offered their services out there.
4: It is yeah, cause another one who's offering the stadium as well. He, well, tonight is Liverpool as well. Mm,
0: Anfield, well,
4: yeah. Anfield is one as well, and I think there'll be, and I think Everton have said if they want to use theirs as well, then they're willing to open theirs for COVID. testing. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of clubs, mainly like in the Premier League, will probably offer offer them around him where they've got room, different of well, room in there where you know, a lot of people go. So maybe all the Premier League clubs may follow suit. So like so Man United, Man City as well will probably offer... In, I don't in, think it would just
2: well. just Premier League teams either. I think even you know clubs like Stevenage, clubs like Plymouth...
0: Plymouth Fargo actually opened it up to the NHS yeah. at the start of the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. the first lockdown in March last year and hats off to Simon Hallett and all the people at Plymouth Fargo that set this up because without the NHS, we wouldn't be here now.
2: Exactly. And, you know, you said about Plymouth's part in it. Stephen has played a massive part in it as well with the community, um, community deliveries and everything as well and I know you weren't signed at that point, Tom, but you, you obviously probably would have spoken to a few players that were, you know, involved in doing that as well.
1: Yeah, well, even even though I weren't playing for, them, I still saw it on social media and how much they were doing for the community and stuff, which which don't surprise me. To be fair, the amount of Stevenage have done for the community in the in the past and stuff, um, the amount of great people they've got there, which it didn't surprise me to see. And I know a lot of the lads that gave up their time and, and would give up their time again if if need be, because um, like like you guys just said then. The, the NHS are so overwhelmed, and if if, if football clubs can help um, with the resources that they've got, then and um, I don't see why why players and staff shouldn't help. It's it, I think the only the difficult part then is is um, with with the stadium stadium one is that yes, if you do give your help out, but how does that affect maybe when the players have got games and stuff is is that. Is that them risking the players? Is I, I don't I don't know the the ins and outs of it, but it'd be interesting to see if clubs actually go through with it, and, and hopefully they do because look, I, I want as, I want people to help as much as possible, and if it helps save one life, um, it will be more than more than worth it. So um, hopefully that comes true, and um, for for once I'll praise Spurs um, just, <laughs> just, just only the this
0: one, time. And, and only once,
3: yeah.
0: Um. Anyone got any thoughts on
2: that? We'll we move on to the next one which is obviously where we're going to talk about Mick McCarthy and uh he's at well he was at APOL. he's just been given the sack today as well so yeah uh, you know we'll bring it we'll bring in Slavin Bilic about that as well we'll kind of combine the two because obviously he was sacked by West Brom and he's got himself a new job over in, in China with Beijing now too.
0: Yeah, so Mick McCarthy and Terry O'Connor were sacked from APL of the Greek League um, Slavan Bilic was also sacked from West Brom but got appointed earlier on today the manager of Beijing Um and to be honest I don't know much about Mick McCarthy sacking from Apoel on that but um, he wasn't, he no, wasn't there for
3: very long. No,
0: he, <laughs> he wasn't, wasn't there, there
4: for
3: very, very long, long. long. I'm mean, no. the accent. They were struggling with it over there in Greece, weren't they? We're, you know, it's, um, you know, it, I mean, usually they're given a little bit of time, but uh, he got he got less time than Tony Pulis, didn't he? So, yeah. uh, you know, so, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, I, I, I completely forgot he got the job. I think I saw it when it first happened and completely forgot all about it. And I, I looked earlier. I thought, is that where he is? Oh, yeah, I remember now. So, you know, so, uh, it's just balled under the radar, you know, Bilic will be on decent money in China. There's a bit of money sloshing around over there and the, the club that he's gone to have, uh, have got uh, a bit of money. I think they're one of the stronger outfits over there. He's quite a competitive league and, um, you yeah, know, he, he's probably got a good deal there. So he'll be he'll be, um, lying in his pockets nicely, I'm sure.
2: And I think he, he kind of deserves it just for the fact that obviously he was with West Brom and he was sacked... Prematurely, in my opinion, from West Brom yeah, as well. well if,
3: he'd have run around, if he'd have run around for a couple more weeks, he might have got his old job back, mightn't he? But, um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, it, it's, such a, it's such a difficult one when a team comes out. Fulham did it a couple of years ago, didn't they, with Yukanovic? Um, uh, you know, he was <laughs> a hero getting them up, but he's just not quite cutting it. But, you know, it, it needed a change, but the change hasn't worked, West Brom has it. it's, you know, Big Sand's lost his magic dust and, uh you know, what we have so far, unless he pulls out some um, rabbit's hands and he's down to a window, I don't think they've got anything yeah, this day. He's bringing up, up but... new
4: players, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. he to bring it down. Give yeah, the, uh... and, he's, and according to what uh, I've read today from, on Sky, they're closing in on fetching a new sign in, in Sam Allardyce and West Brom, and that's the former Leeds winger from West Ham, Robert Smallgrass, is okay. on, no, right. on the permanent dealing advanced talk for West Ham over a deal for Smoggrass to go in there. And from what under Billage to what I've seen under Allardyce, I've, I've seen Joe you know, he got his first point against West Brom against as West Brom against Liverpool. But mm. then the game against Leeds and against Villa and again, this week and that West played. They've not really shown the same levels of performances. You got, you've got playing against Man City as well. Not showing the same level of performances on so the point against Man City, and Liverpool in the game games. So maybe he's still trying to get his ideas across to the players, and maybe they just stepped up to the occasion. We've been two top teams in the division, top two from that season. Maybe. Well, what and I was I- going to
2: say is you just mentioned obviously in regards to Sam Allardyce there as well. Um, Arsenal obviously are not in a relegation uh, battle with them
4: anymore, are we? Weekend, but, and in that game as well, by you just from there we against Arsenal, you could see there that West Brom were the players were devoid of any ideas and had to go forward, unless that's Arsenal the better of them because well West Brom it will probably take a bit of time for Aldersey to get his ideas across. He says he needs a win transfer window to get his players in. Because mm-hmm. if you must remember these are players are not Aladdin's players, so give him this transfer window, they get the players and he wants, yes, and then give to the end of the season, see. and if he manages to stay up, we'll get him for next season, see where they finish next season, if we go down, we'll look at a different route. I think it's not, it's
3: not impossible, is it? I mean, if he brings in his own players, but... You know, I mean, he could well be losing Sam Johnston as well. He's a very good goalkeeper. Up, was it uh, in the next year or so? And uh, they're looking at this window as perhaps the, the opportunity to, to sell and cash in because he's a good yeah. decent Premier League goalkeeper. He's proved himself um, at Championship level and now at Premier League level. He's done well. He's been about the only plus point for them this season. When they played Liverpool, I thought he
2: was fantastic. I thought
3: there was that one save right at the
5: end. Yeah.
3: yeah. Good good hmm. shot stopper, good all round game. Don't see him make too many errors and he's had plenty of opportunities to make errors this season, is he, you know? So, um that that's one that they've got to try and, try and balance out. Do they get rid of and cash in or do they try and keep hold of him and lose him for an extra nothing at the summit if they go down? You know, um but Sam Allardyce will want to bring in his own players but he'll probably need to clear out or he can um before he can spend anything, you know, it's, they're not necessarily going to be world beaters, they're just going to be Sam Allardyce type of players that can u- be utilised in the formation that he wants to play, It'd be hard to beat. But he's proved that he can do it, he went to Liverpool and done it, um, just can't get any consistency out of that team at the moment. Yeah,
4: they went to also you mentioned you went to, to Liverpool and he went to Man City
3: got a draw there as well. Yeah, that was the last village game, that, he got sacked the day
4: game before. Yeah, it's so, so after, but that performance there, if we, if we kept him for the next game, would have probably, Billy would have probably established him then. And if he we did, we should then sack him day after. But we performed well against Man City, well against Liverpool, but games after, we performed without great. And Omi McCarthy, I mentioned he was there from 2nd of November to today, and he's been in charge for eight games, winning just two of those trying one and losing five at Apoel, a win percentage of 25%. Wow, that's not
2: uh, not ideal, is it? And, you know, he's a fantastic well, manager. Yeah, he's done his, his um, you know, plenty of times where he's, he's kind of shown his, his attributes and what he's about. But that with a record like that, it's only sort of inevitable that, you know, you're going to get the sack, isn't it? It's, it's only a, a matter of... They
3: don't, they don't last very long, the managers over there yeah. in Greece. So I've done a little bit of Greek yeah. football before and... They're not the big club Apple, but they're one of the biggest clubs and they? they'll demand better than that. You know, They'll be wanting to push for at least the Europa League place year in, year out. So, you know, if he's, he's producing that type of stats then he's going to be there for very long. But enough time to top up a town, I would have thought
4: Yeah, and also about it, as I mentioned, his start there, 25 win percentage, that's his lowest win percentage of his managerial career so far for Mick McCarthy. His highest one was at... Republic of Ireland, which was fifty percent. All his others have been in the three, four in the, three in the thirties, and the other two in his forties. Oh wow! His latest into Republic of Ireland was in his fifties. His overall win percentage after his all managerial career thirty eight point eight percent. rate. that's not not great, is it?
2: Really, no.
4: After nine hundred eighty-five games,
2: mm. I wonder, George, I wonder where he'll
4: get his far as I wonder where, what club we'll move on to now. Probably West Brom if we like, sack like <laughs> Sam Allardyce.
5: <laughs>
0: right, we'll move on to that. Um Obviously, we mentioned about the Tony Pulis sacking as well because he got sacked after ten days, de- uh, well, four five
4: days, ten weeks in the job. Ten weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Forty-five, yeah, game. Uh, Forty-five days. And he never, he never games.
3: met the chairman, did he? He never met the owner. No, 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 he no he never played. And apparently, yeah. he caused uh, quite a lot of drama as well,
2: like within the yeah, squad. The owner, yeah,
4: yeah. The owner said he didn't like his style of football. In <laughs> um, that's one of the main, one of the factors, and probably of the results as well. So that's one yeah, of the, facts to take he... the
3: Responsibility himself for, for making the appointment in the first place. Surely he knows enough about football. If he doesn't know enough about football, he should have someone there alongside him that does. Because if anyone knows anything about football, know that Tony Pulis is a graft herd, it will get you out of a sticky situation, but it won't be pretty, you know. And if he don't like it, then he should have known that before he made the appointment. You know? And he, he had a nice short list of, of managers there. And when they made the Pulis appointment, I thought there were two or three there that were perfectly capable of getting in front of Pulis, my reckoning you know so um but it wasn't to be i think um I'm just trying to think who they were now but um it was uh, i think that the, the guy at uh, wigan last year was been, uh,
4: yeah have really, been Yeah, campbell was one as yeah. Well, yeah. well
3: but yeah he was so you know i mean i mean give I'd, I'd give sol campbell a chance ahead of pulis you know he didn't do a great job at middlesbrough did he right you know he's done all right but he didn't do a great job at middlesbrough did he you know and and as they get older and older you think give a give a young, take a chance you're taking a computer take a chance on a younger man yeah yes
4: yeah. and there's also um, Lampard's under pressure as well barrier chairs Chelsea, we're going to mm. the athletic after losing against man city so maybe he could yeah. be next in line for...
2: Enjoy well, Luke, Mikko to well. Yeah, Mikko Artaro
3: was up until, what, two, three weeks right. ago as well? Well, Ole Gunnar was a few weeks ago. Yeah, you win three games yeah. and then you're, you're, you're God again. So, you know, I don't think Frank Lampard... Or, it's stupid things do happen in football and I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think they'll just shunt Lampard out the door just yet, but give him a little bit of time um, for what he's done. I thought what he'd done last season deserves some recognition because you know, he got them to where they were with a very young squad. It's the first time Chelsea have had to, to have been forced to use those youngsters. And um you know, he's, he's been able to buy in the summer. Some of those players haven't gelled yet. Um, I'm sure they will, but it's you know, it's the work in progress. But, you know, four or five weeks ago they were back in the title race again and suddenly they've had a had a blip and and everyone's calling for his head someone's always calling for somebody's head aren't they you know especially in this day and age a <laughs> yeah, Barry,
4: speaking about calling for people's head after we played against man united i saw a few leeds fans or should i would also say Le- leeds fans i yeah, use yeah. fans loosely there yeah saying the Be- also Be- should go and we should get have a big sam or tony pulis in and
3: then and then a few weeks later. I
4: and then a few weeks later
3: Leeds are five
4: Understand Maladice, yes. so mm.
3: you are a bit naive sometimes in some of these games, leagues, but listen, you're entertainment, you're picking up enough points. It's your first season in the Premier League. This season it's seventeenth or higher is success. You'll almost certainly get that. And, you know, be judged on next season. That's when he'll be under a bit of pressure. But he's he's got to learn how to deal with the Premier League. Why did I concede six goals at Old Trafford? Why did I get trounced? Why? You know. But then look at the, look at the great results he's had. You say West Brom. You know, uh, five nil. Perfectly capable of beating anyone in their day league, but also perfectly capable of being slaughtered by most of them as well. So never having yeah. to get, but it's entertainment. Yeah, um, and also.
4: See Newcastle five, 5 2 as well. Two goes on counter attack.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I have to agree with that as well, Barry. You know, you see Leeds and how they've been playing. They, they were great against Man City. They were great against Liverpool. Very unlucky that day. They were great, you know, against Arsenal. They were great. You know, I could reel off many games they were great against. And uh, yeah, but as you say, there's, there's one or two sort of uh, times in there where they do kind of do a, you know, a Leeds and then go and Get trounced by man united I mean,
3: as well i yeah. don't think i don't think you really appreciate the leads coming the leads as a club coming back into it not just because of the history you know russell tell you ellen rose when it's sold out to the it's packed to the rafters it's a great atmosphere you know you've got Bournemouth for watford you do at leeds so they come in and they've strengthened the the brand the product you know and we need leads in there and they haven't played in front of a crowd yet and i think once people yeah. start getting inside the game You know, and hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, we start from these stadiums again in in a few months' time, um, maybe next season or whatever. You know, that's when you'll see the full benefit of Leeds being back in in the flight.
0: Right, we'll move on from all that. Uh, The next thing we're going to talk about is the upturn in form of Stevenage, Arsenal, and Fargo. Obviously. I think.
2: Uh, well, should we start with Arsenal and bring Sean in because obviously Sean's here as well. Um, so you know, why is it all kind of clicked into place for Mikel Arteta
0: now? I think I think it's to do with the uh, the uh, young players he's bought in. Like Bakary Saka has been immense, really immense. You know, a young player like that, age nineteen, showing no fear at a big club in a struggling Arsenal side to keep Pepe out of the team you know, he's doing
2: magic and then we got obviously the best left back in Arsenal's history in Tierney, Soon to be captain of Arsenal. That's how I good mean, he I, is. I'd I, I rate him. I wouldn't say he's up there with Nigel Winterburn just yet, but okay. No, no, yeah, but he's co- he's captain. Uh, Smith, bro, come in, done brilliantly. Um, Pablo mari has done well as well. We've yep. not missed Gabriel as well as much as we needed to do. So, mm. like, Arteta said the players were to to blame as well, which they were. You know, at the time the players were to blame,
0: and all of a sudden it just clicked, and we're back in form.
2: That's right, and of course, Tom, you know you follow Arsenal a bit as well, so you know, yeah. Miko, it's very much like Revs actually just starting out in the job.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's nice, it's it's um it's refreshing watching Arsenal again. I think it's um it was so frustrating the last few months watching Arsenal. I think. It just didn't look like there was any energy, um, and it's, it's one of them where now young lads have been brought through, and now it's people have actually realised that they have, they're not comfy in their spaces The places places like uh, players like Willian and um, is, is coming to us and Thought he, he he's going to have a place in the team every week, and now he's got young players ahead of him that going to have to up his game. So I think it's going to be it'll be yes, it's good for our results right now, but I think it'll be good for um players now fighting for fighting for places where there's not um there's such a he mean he maybe thought he was the first name on the team sheet but he's definitely not now so look, it'll be it'll be interesting i think it's only good what's what's happened um but it's look, it's it's and it's back to to enjoy and watching arsenal again
2: it uh, really was against West Brom as well, wasn't it? You know, even yeah. with that Kieran Tierney goal, Lacazette, you know, in form as well. Yeah, it's just, just the, just a bummy and now is the only one that we need to well, you know, I know. The Real strange on a few, that. A few goals
1: in the yeah. I think, I think last year he carried us a lot, and his quality, he won us so many games, but maybe we weren't great, and and now he's not, he's not doing that, and he's maybe dropped down to the, to the level where players were performing. So I'm, I'm hoping that. Um, maybe he's, maybe he's he's been a bit burnt out. I think the amount amount of games he's played for Arsenal last year and the pressure that was on his back. Hopefully now we can take the pressure off him and uh, make the young player through uh, come through and um, he can concentrate on his own game now. But I'm sure he'll come through. He's, he's quality and he showed he showed his quality um, last season, and um, I'm I'm sure that
2: I'm sure that will come through uh, once again. And anyone else got anything they want to add? Do you want to
3: add anything into that, Barry or Russ or Russell, anyone about how Arsenal's playing? Yeah, yeah. I've just taken uh, Abamian out of my fantasy team. It'll be all right now. Um, it'll it'll pick up. <laughs> um, but no, he's, he's just having a blip. You know, everyone does it. He's still a fantastic player. He'll he'll, he'll come good. I've done the game against Chelsea and Boxing Day. I thought they were very very good and the youngsters. You know, I think um, Smith Rowe done very well in the hole. I thought he's. Uh, He's very good. I've seen him actually um, before. I think he played there about last season against Everton. I think it's the only game he started last season. He gets a game mm-hmm. when I commentate on Arsenal. So um, I, I like him. I think he's a good player. And I think it's good seeing those youngsters coming through and given an opportunity. and you know, it's, it's paid off on this, this occasion. And it, it just makes a competition, doesn't it, now? And they, really? can, they can kick on. It wasn't a one-off. They followed it up with a grafting result at, at Brighton and then a good win at... West Brom, and now they've got to build on that, Too good away wins, and uh, they've just got to build on that.
2: And it'd be very much like Arsenal to go and blow it against Newcastle in the FA Cup, though, but, um, yeah, just obviously, as you say, we need to build on that, and, and, you know, of course we've won the FA Cup last season as well, when that was obviously in, you know, sort of similar kind of circumstances without fans and everything like that. Um, and yeah, you know that's that's Arsenal. Really, we are at the moment. We're a cup team. As much as I don't like to say it, we are. You know, we're we're not the the club that we we want to be. We're not the club that should be challenging or, you know, up there with the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, we are FA I mean, F- right, Cup right. team. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Which is so, yeah. I've on, seen the here, Mike, which is come from Man and friend Anthony Lee. He says. Mm-hmm. Look with the young. Look with young lads getting a chance at Arsenal. Saved Arteta. Would you agree with that, Mike? Yeah,
2: I think Smith Rowe excellent. I love Saka. I think Saka is a real talent. I think he's brilliant. I like Reese as well. Though Reese isn't getting enough game time for whatever reason at the moment. Um, I, you know, I like um, who else? Martinelli as well. You know, him coming back in was a, a big plus as well in recent weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think those, those guys there are really, you know, as Tom said, really keeping the likes of William out of the team, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll move on to the Stevenage point now. And Tom, as your Stevenage player, yes. what's it been like getting some, crafting all these results out?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's been tough. It's um, Obviously, I would, I've only been here for maybe two months now um this time around yeah this time around um but it's it's been tough it's i don't think um i don't think the performances have been that bad the carlisle performance yes was bad uh um,
2: only two i can count are colchester and carlisle that's probably it
1: yeah the carlisle yes the colchester i didn't play and that was a, that was a week before i i joined um yeah. But the performances haven't been terrible it's not be i mean i come into the place and if i wouldn't have known where we was i would have never put us bottom of the league or near the bottom i would have put us mid-table um look, I, I've, I know what it's like to get out of this league and i know what it's, it takes to get out of this league and the standard that you need to win the league and yes we're not there look, I'm, I'm not silly that i'm saying we're the best team in the league but um we've got the experience i, I think the the three lads that we've brought in um luke norris um very good player good experience chris Lyon, very good. Lanzi's very good experience. Um, and Matty Stevens is a good up-and-coming um, striker. So, pretty good players have been brought in. And, it, and it's the same as the Arsenal point we made. It's the, um, the, the the places now are up for grabs and everyone um, will be pushing each other in training. Um, so, it'll only be good for us. But obviously, to, to get two wins on the bounce, I think um, it's no coincidence that we've had Dino come in, um, Wilkins to 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 give us his ideas and it, honestly the the last two weeks of training have been the best two weeks that I've been involved in at Stevenage um, since I've for the first time I've joined and um, and this time it's the, the ideas that he's bringing in uh, are really good and, and look really enjoyable to to play in he's he's got good ideas and the players really buying into it and I think you can tell from the the last two games that we've had um, the football we're playing we're playing a lot more football a lot more passing. And, and look, we're going to make mistakes. We're, there will be games where we give the ball away and the team's going to score. And fans will probably get on our back. But you've got to remember that we're League Two players. We're not Premier League players. We're not international players. We're going to make mistakes. Um, but it's about sticking with your, with your team. And the, the the majority of the fans that... I've always spoke to um, are always stuck with us. Um, so it, look, there'll be more ups and more ups and more downs uh, throughout the season. But if we can keep if we can keep nicking points and what it was seven, I think we have got seven points out of three games this week. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, and there were three difficult fixtures. That then there's ne- never an easy fixture in in League Two uh, in a way. And you in, you gotta in, look um,
2: at, sorry, mate. You got you got to look at the start of that as well. You know the fact we went to um, Cheltenham, wasn't it? It were flying up about the and that's
1: it.
4: That's where it all started. That, that's what
2: kind of yeah. kicked on from, from getting we, we had five of that. Lads yeah. out. We had five lads out that game,
1: including myself. Um, we had Copes out, it was a lot of experience. Pross was suspended. So we had, if you go for that team, there wasn't much experience in that team. Um, and for a team that are fourth and flying themselves and play good football to go to go and get a draw um, was a massive point away from home as well. And like you said, um, it's it's uh, it's one that you don't want to um, you don't want to pass and. And not talk about because um, they're the kind of games that you come at the end of the season, you think that was a massive point. So, um, yeah, to get that point and then to, to back it up with two two wins back-to-back, um, you now look at the table with a little bit more ease and you've got some games in hand on on Grimsby um, and being a Lincoln player, uh, ex-Lincoln player. It's, it's nice to, to be above Grimsby. Um, I'm sure that will uh, please a lot of Lincoln fans. So. <laughs> but, uh, um, all jokes aside it's nice to get the back-to-back wins and um, if we can go and get a good result this weekend and, and, th- and then we can move back onto the league and get some more points on the board but it's, uh, it's a good place to be at the moment a um, lot of confidence um, we're all enjoying our training and enjoying our football and uh, I'm sure Reds will bring a few more new faces in the building to, to help us on our way and you can see oh, you know, nose, can you
2: look at... oh go on, Barry go on mate
3: so I'll just say, goals have been hard come by for much of this season this season. Yeah. And I really raised an eyebrow a day or two ago when I saw that Luke Norris had made the move from Colchester. He's got an excellent there. He's not been getting a uh, regular game there this season. So, no. you know, he's obviously, he wants to be playing football. Yeah. Do you think I, he's the answer? Do you think he's going he's gonna to help uh, the, the ratio of goals down at Broadway? I think he will. Or I think... I think...
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He's. I think he will. I think he's. Um, look, regardless of his his um, goals to game, Russia, I've seen some people say that he's not prolific. It, it's not all about what you do in front of, putting the ball in the back of the there. It's what he brings to the team, and I think he's a presence up there. He's a big lad. He's not. Um, he's not going to be scared to get involved in um, in the aerial duel with his centre halves. Um, he's got the experience of playing League One, League Two um so he's 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 gonna be good for us i think he'll bring other players into the game it's a player that i look forward to playing with playing off and i can trust playing the ball into him that um either i'll get the ball back or he'll bring someone else into the game so yeah i do think he'll bring a lot um lot to the team and help us um score some goals because i think we've become um very good defensively if you look at how many goals we can see in the last last few games it's good and um, if, I was if, just going to um, touch on
2: that as well. The partnership yeah. that's forming with TVC and Scotty. So
1: very, yeah, and and that's and you look at like we've said, making it, it brings the best out in other players. I think Pross Pros has done Luke Prosser for people that don't know. Pross has done very well himself, and for for TVC to come in a, a young lad and him and Scotty to form a good partnership, it keeps keeps Pross out of the team, and Pross is doing very well in training. It will bring the best out in him. And that's what you want as a player. As much as you want to play every week, you want players to get the best out of you, and that can only be good for the team. So I think it's it's a it's an interesting time an exciting time to to be part of um, part of what's going on at Stevenage. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how Luke does um, himself. I think he's excited, and like I said, it's a lot more a lot more local team. I think that would have been a big decision in him coming back to Stevenage um, living-wise. And he obviously, he was, he was, he was a, I don't, he, I don't know if he actually played for Stevenage as a youth player, but we were both... I don't, think
2: he, I don't think he did. I don't think he actually made an appearance.
1: No, we were both at college. Uh, actually, no, he we went to Brentford. We were both at college in Hitchin, um, which was kind of part of Stevenage and um, mm-hmm. was associated with Stevenage. So that's how I know him originally. So I know what qualities he can bring. Um, I've always followed his career. Close, we've always stayed in touch. Um so I'm looking forward to playing with him um as, as a midfielder and as a as a winger or however whatever position I play these days. It's nice to have a, a vocal point um that you can play up up to and into as much as we've got noobs um who plays up front. He's he's as much as he puts himself about in the air, he's not that kind of player. As much as people think he's a um a player that runs runs hard and works hard for the team, he wants to put the ball and back in it, he wants to run behind, where I think Luke will um, stand there and, and bring other players into the game, which is something that we haven't got as well. So, it's another string to our bow. Um, and it, it's one I look forward to seeing how it um,
2: how it develops. And,
4: and it's you great. first,
2: I was just going to say, just, just briefly, it's great, not just for you, but for other sort of creative players in that side as well. You know, the likes of Jack Jack Aitchison and Charlie Carter as well. And Charlie's coming into some good form as well. You know, I think he played up front, didn't he, on... Uh, yeah, yeah. The last game when he got
1: got himself a goal, or two goals yeah. even. Yeah, but yeah. Goals. got one before yeah. that, and two goals there. So yeah, it, yeah. It can only help us going forward, like the creative players, like myself and Jack and and Chaz. Um, it'll help us all. So look, it'll take a few weeks for us to get get used. I, I'm, I think he might be cup tied this weekend, but uh, I'm not sure on, on all that. I'm useless at knowing um all that stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I'm a, um, I concentrate on my football as much as I can, but he's um, if, he, if he's available, I'm sure I hope. If not, I'm, I'm sure he'll be ready for, for next Saturday's uh, league game.
4: Yeah, and Tom, with the t- upturning form, what has Ravel changed to the club since what well, you, well, you've seen since you've been here? What do you think he's, he's changed from the start of the season to how you're playing now in the game of Rebell. What's been the main formula behind Ravel's tactics? Uh, in your opinion? It,
5: yeah,
1: look, it's it's been hard for him i think he's new he's he's obviously new in the job and um he's he's learning on the job as he is he's still he's still young he's he's was he 30 37 38 i'm not sure on his age but he's below 40 yeah. yeah you get players at his age still playing so for him it's it's uh, all a learning curve still and he's got so much to give um as a as a player he's got the experience of being a player and i think that does help i think that's he's got the upper hand on a lot of managers in that sense that uh, don't know the game and don't know how uh, to manage players. He's, he's excellent at managing the players and um, getting around the lads, asking them how they are after sessions or before sessions. Um, and he, he understands that part of the game, which I think does help. Um, he's also now got the experience of, um, of I see Dean, um, Dino coming in and Mark's uh, experience of being in, in, in management. Um, so it's a real good mixture now. And I think that's really helped us um, these last few weeks. Um, they've all, them three have all got their own qualities which they bring, which really helped us. Um, and it, I'm actually really excited and interested to see how how we now take this form into into the rest of the season because it's still I think 25 plus games still to go. So, um, but it's good. Like it's Rebs has been really good, and I've really enjoyed. That was that was one of the main main points of me me joining Stevenage was um, I knew Rebs personally, I knew him uh, on and off the pitch, and, uh, and he took me a few phone calls to to realise what he was gonna bring and his um his motivation is he, he's so enthusiastic every day he, he loves being around the place and that's what you want as a manager. You want a manager to 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 really enjoy being around the training ground and, and, and love winning games. There's no one happier than him when we win a game. Um and you see how passionate and enthusiastic he is about that. So no he's he's been really good for us and I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the season with him now.
2: And of course um you know obviously now we're we're going out we're getting a bit more experience as well. On the back of you know knowing what division we are in as such, and uh, you know that's that's obviously playing a part in it as well. You know the fact he's gone out, and he's brought Luke and um, the likes of lines here, as you were saying, guys that yeah. are you know sort of well established football league players.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's. It, I know it was hard. I remember what looking it from from the outside and think one day Stevens were in this league, then he was in that league, then he was in this league, then it was going to court and. It was so much going on about it, so I can imagine it was um, it was hard enough to be involved in it, and, and as a player, um, let alone as a staff, and trying to bring players in, not knowing what league you was in. So, look, they, they've done the, they've done as good a job as they can. Um, and uh, when I whenever I spoke to rev he said, "Look, get through to January. Um, we'll assess where we where we need to improve." And look, it taken it took them two three days to to get it sorted and get these three players overland. So interesting to see if we bring anyone else in I'm sure he'll be looking to um, to make us better more more uh, more experience in and it'll be interesting to see uh, come through that door each day
2: and then right do you want to touch on Plymouth as well obviously it wasn't great for them was it but for, uh, for a little while but you know results have started to pick up a bit now
0: yeah um, we lost six games on the bounce um, apart from obviously in the cup competition where we beat um, Lincoln in the first round of the FA Cup and then beat Charlton in the second round of the FA Cup to get a a weight high at Huddersfield at six o'clock on Saturday. That's being played and it's being streamed across the FA player. BBC, which is Sal. I think our
2: game's game, is on there as well, yeah.
0: Yours is on uh, BBC ours is being streamed across the fa player okay all right um so uh, but we've we've been scoring goals i mean we've got the joint top goal scorer in the league luke Jeffcott, who only a year ago made his full league debut for Plymouth Argyle, even though he came through our youth team and scored two goals against Scunthorpe and then he scored two goals in the next game um he's been pivotal this season he's got 14 goals in all competitions yeah that's a good turnout, that yeah uh, for a youngster that only started coming I mean he was out on loan at Truro City for anyone that doesn't know the in the Southern Premier Division um And they were um, not. um, They were playing brilliant football, and they um, he was scoring goals for fun, and he got recalled back, chucked back in the team. Um, Right. What What's Danny Mayer been like? Danny Mayer, brilliant. I
1: per- personally, yeah. I've, every time I've played against him, I've hated it. I, I hate <laughs> playing against him. And <laughs> any time I've ever done a vote, he's always been my player of the year. I've uh-huh. played against him once or three, four times. Even when he was at Bury, he was class. It, it, just the way he moves the ball and he moves, runs with the ball, it, it's class. So, being tr- I haven't seen how he's been doing at uh, Plymouth um, from, a, from a fan's point of view, but I can imagine he, he, he runs the show, right?
0: He he literally, he's, he's not, when he first signed for our we, before he signed, we had Graham Carey and Ruben Lamirez, which were both attacking midfielders that score goals, run the show, basically. When we signed Danny Mayer, we got told that he, that, what the style of football that he'll bring to us. But fans of Argo have been worried about it all because he's not been shooting, he's not been scoring. But never, the thing is...
1: Never that player though, is he? he never shoots.
0: No, he he never shoots. He, he he's, Robert, he's never... Nah,
1: he, he, uh, he only ever
0: scored that, that many goals for Barry yeah the season that they went up yeah, because... He, he had players around him that passed it to him and he shot, but that was only, but he's the assist of the assister basically. And, and it's, he he is, I mean, if there's been three, four standout players for Argo this season for me, I mean, Panucci, Kamara, who we signed from Crawley. Crawley, We've signed. We've got Danny Mayer, who's doing really well still. Who extended his deal? Um, we've got Luke Jeffcott, who's like the league's top scorer with, and, and he's got the best minutes per game ratio as well. So well, minutes per goal ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really good, uh, and he's d- done really well for himself. Um, and we've got. Callum Watts, who's...
2: Yeah, I loved Callum when he was playing down here at Steamridge. I really rated him. I thought he was a real talent.
0: And and he's been really quality in a back three, maybe a back five. Uh, And it's, I mean, Mike Cooper, no one really heard of him until he made his debut against Blackburn.
2: Blackpool, wasn't it?
0: Blackburn.
2: But didn't he have that storm of a game against Blackpool as well?
0: But then he did have a stormer of a game against Blackpool. Yeah, he made his debut whole effort and got injured and had to be substituted. And and to be honest, Mike Cooper is a good twenty year old goalkeeper who, in the future, will be in the England setup, in my opinion. That's a bold prediction. It is. I, I mean, look at Christian Walton. He came through Argos youth academy and he w- went on to play it up into the England under 20 level um so
2: you can see it though it's quite um you know quite a common thing if you look at Jamie Vardy you look at um you know like guys like Steve Morrison guys like um George Boyd as well Ben Walmart's up in the England uh under 21 squad at the moment he's uh, an ex and his player move on to Watford and you know, other teams like that. Um, he was on bonus at Swansea and stuff. And it mm-hmm.
0: is quite, you know, it's quite good to see now, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we've, I mean, Luke Jaffcott is now putting, he only this season got called up for the Wales Under-21 level. And now he's putting a stake out there to be called up for the Euro squad for, the delayed Euro 2020. OK.
4: Yeah, but I just want to ask you a quick question on play. question to ask Tom as well. What do you think the main differences are from the performances at the start to where you're playing now? What do you think Ryan's I've, changed in the style of playing? Than,
0: uh, I, I think the style of play has changed massively. I mean, one game, each. he actually changed his formation to a back four, which anyone that knows Ryan Lowe... Jesus. Played... Oh, I
1: can't believe he done that. Yeah. <laughs> like know, Toms so unlike him. Yeah, so unlike him. Had... It,
0: it's so unlike him. It, it, I mean, he changed to a back four and played four centre-backs.
2: <laughs> yeah, across the door, like sort of right back, left back, all, all over, yeah.
0: But when you've got players that are Mr Versatile in your club which is good they're going to do a job aren't they no matter if you're if for example Alex Ravel asked you to play centre back for Stevenage because you were short Tom yeah, you'd have would to do, you yeah of course you have to do it don't you
1: yep. you have to do it, and you do so, it to your best of your ability
0: and and, and he could ask you to play in gold next week. Go Who on. knows? I, I, I know sure you're enough. not. <laughs> I'm not
1: sure if I'd laugh and ask him if it's April Fool's or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but that that would just be amazing, wouldn't it yeah. it'd just be like. It may not
1: maybe it wouldn't be for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will just see all these shots going in. <laughs> we started to
2: talk about it on the podcast that month,
4: yeah.
0: We? <laughs> well, and the thing is, Tom's not the tallest of players either. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is very true. We are. Uh, are we moving on from this subject?
3: <laughs> we will, we will. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on from that. But
0: on that note, because obviously Tom is having to shoot off due to waking um, up his little sister my little sisters well i've just been
1: told off from me and my dad for being too noisy i just
2: wanted to ask you one final thing before you go, go and that was in regards to the burger king the, the sponsorship there with the women's team i wanted to kind of bring your thoughts in on that as well
1: well we don't get any vouchers we don't get any discount vouchers that's for sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but obviously with the women's team obviously it's now been rebranded
1: no of course look it's I, 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 spoke, I spoke to someone about this yesterday. Um, but it's massive. I think Burger King's worldwide, and for them to for Stevenage to to be able to get um, something going with Burger King, I know obviously it's, it's the laugh of our. You're sponsored by Burger King, whatever, but, but it's a massive brand, and it's um, uh, whoever thought of thought of doing it was um, is, I'm sure is a very smart man because if, if even the fans that don't know who Stevenage is even. In America and all these different countries, we'll would have we've seen the, the social media side of, um, side of it, and I saw even the other day Burger King tweeting about it, the Burger Queen and the Burger King, and it's, mm. it is big and it, it's a big thing that in this day and age, um, bringing the the men's game and the women's game closer together um, can only be better for the sport and better for the world because um, we know how much uh, these days the, the women's game is is taking off, um, and for for the club. For the club at Stevenage to to promote that and for Burking themselves to promote and um, promote maybe something new such as Burger Queen, it's it's um, it's good for the club and it's it's interesting to to keep an eye on. So it's massive, and if that can um, take us um, take us to the next level off the pitch, and we can do our best to take us to the next level on the pitch. Um, I think it's
3: very good. Yeah, very good marketing. I think if you miss penalties, you go to Pizza Hut, don't you?
1: Well, I, I would know. So a no, right. Stuart
3: Pearce. <laughs> I'm thinking of the triple <laughs> I thought these people might get that, Jack. <laughs> well,
2: Tom
1: Tom
3: missed so up. So might be, might be yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, I missed
1: a, I missed a big pen against Hull, but thankfully uh thankfully <laughs> we won in the end. So I'm not sure I'll be on the penalty list this weekend if we do get there. No,
0: nah, but uh, well, the well,
2: I'll well, let you get on mate and obviously you know, I'll probably speak to beforehand, but if I
1: don't, then of course, best of luck for Saturday's game as well. No, I appreciate Go that. One, and, uh, appreciate, thank you very much for letting me come on. Um, I'm always about for to talk football, and I'll, uh, if we can get it a little bit earlier next summer, I'll stay for as long as, we, as long as need be. Oh. Um, but I'm sure if, if Rev Steve, get... that I'm on at 20 past 10 at night, he'll be asking why I'm not in bed and, and getting yes. me resting after a good <laughs> uh, couple of days t- uh, tough training. So uh, look, take it easy, guys, and, and stay safe. In, in times like this, we all need to stay safe and. Stay healthy all right so I'll uh, I'll catch you guys soon and in- enjoy the rest of the uh, the podcast cheers
4: mate
0: for anyone that doesn't know as well um Tom also does do some streaming on Twitch so you can follow him at patter on Twitch uh, he's on social media of Twitter with patter as well um so go follow him there
4: but yeah
2: what what are we going to cover next Um, obviously we might as
0: well mention about that Burger King Burger Queen with the rest of us we
2: we were just going to kind of you know I brought it in there to the time but I love the idea I think it's fantastic marketing I think it's great to include the women's team in it like that as well Um, yeah you know the club are fantastic at doing that anyway they've been great for a number of years to do that side of it now um, and there's lots of initiatives off the pitch that you know results weren't going the way that they should have been on the pitch up until recent weeks. But off the pitch, they've been fantastic for a number of you know a number of years now, and really sort of growing that side of it um, and sort of developing things further. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I fully agree with this. I mean, Burger King has always been a worldwide company going back to what the late 50s i'd say maybe even later yeah it could well be yeah 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 i mean it's it's just it's still big over here it's
3: probably the 80s isn't it so it's not before but so you know if you change the king to the queen everyone's going to know it's burger king you know you can afford to make that sacrifice and it's it's a very um true market employee so i think it's a very good idea and you know with women's footballs, you know, I do a lot of women's football as well. It's a it's a mm-hmm. growing sport, and you know, Stephen and Jill, what they third tier, fourth tier, aren't they? Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. You know, you know a decent level of football, so they get a little bit of exposure there, and then suddenly there's an influx of, of teams kind of scurrying around, trying to get a little bit further up that uh, that ladder in in women's football as well, and and get the exposure. The WSL will will um, will have a big TV deal next season. I I understand, and uh, you know that will that will help women's football as well. So it will get more and more exposure as you go on.
2: And even over here as well, um, with Stephen is there the local store? Uh, well, sorry, the local branch, I should say, uh, even rebranded itself to Burger Queen, which is what they're you know sort of operating as at the moment.
3: Right. Oh okay. Which is quite funny.
0: <laughs> I I I fully back it and I if I I really am happy that it happened and all that. All
2: right, mate. Um and then what else we got covering on here? Uh, yeah, got... so we we were gonna talk a little bit about more bit bit more about Arsenal, but obviously Sean's had to shoot off. Um, and, you know, you know the Saliba loan deal, I did kind of want to touch on it with Tom, possibly, but, um, you know, excuse me, I'll ask uh, you, Barry, and I'll ask you, right about it, and, and Russ and everyone as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You, you know, why hasn't it worked out for Saliba at Arsenal at the moment? And, you know, would you make of that deal sending him out to Nice? You know, there is a future for him at the club, I'll take the same, but do you think there's much truth in that? Do you think...
3: Well, you know, he can't, won- time will tell, but he hasn't had big games, is he? You know, it's... Um... Obviously, when he did when he played the other weekend, uh, Arteta had a few uh, choice words to, to say um, in public about it. So, uh, there's obviously something not quite right there. It's not quite happening for him at the moment, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. It's, you know, he might get himself fit and uh, go on a little crusade, five or six matches in the team, you never know. But, don't let it out, but who knows. what do you yeah. to
2: that, Russ, as well? yeah.
4: Yeah, I remember saying to you, Mike, and I think I mentioned it to Sean a few weeks ago when we podcasted on our pre-promotion when we are going like, to leave podcast how you do, Mike, on yeah. Arsenal. That Arteta has actually come out and said he needs a loan move before playing in the Arsenal first team. If you look at the same player who left, Saint Etienne with Saliba, yeah, my the- the- well, the- yeah, yeah, Leicester. Similar age as well. For is making his debut and play, been playing le- regular first team football at Leicester, performing well, he didn't need a run in the alone move first or run in the 23s first. The last to leave it was maybe. Arteta thought he was going to be coming, be a lot fitter and sharper, and go to the sense he wants his centre backs to be to around the first team already, but he's not probably got to that level of fitness and that he requires first. So maybe. That's the reason why it, to it says we will be best for first to get that match Sharpen sharpness up, thinness mm-hmm. up, fitness levels up, come back, fit, and ready for pre season if is still there next summer. And
2: Oh, he will we- be you know, I think there's um there's, there's a project with Arsenal at the moment, you know, we won the, the FA Cup last season, we won the community shield as well. You know, whether you think that's a trophy or not, it's still something that, that goes on record. Um, And, you know, you see in the last few weeks that, you know, he's learning on the job and he's starting to, you know, get the the best out of some of these players now when some of these young lads are coming in and really staking a claim.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the reason Fafana was just chucked in was obviously because of injuries to Kagla, Soanchu, uh, Johnny Evans being out injured and suspended Yeah. Um, Wes Morgan who's getting on it's 37 <laughs> getting um, on yes <laughs> in football terms um... well yeah in football in terms yeah and he to be honest it was
2: it's not quite yeah. getting on in terms of uh, Barry Hales though
0: he's still playing at 50 <laughs> isn't he right so <laughs> still going <But>, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's still playing uh, <laughs> but um He's. It's. I mean, there's players that don't want to retire yet, and there's players that want to retire, and I think Wes Morgan's probably going to be one of them players that will be retiring. Yeah, probably um, at the end of this
2: season. I, I'd, I'd probably say yeah.
0: And and he's done a he's done an incredible job. He's won the Premier League with Leicester. He did well with Nottingham Forest before that. So I think he's he's had his time and he's done, he's done well, well to,
2: he's done well to go from forest to leicester and be as successful as he has
0: as well
3: yeah uh, i mean so whether, he, whether mean, he hangs up his boots or he he goes down the ladder and gets a couple of seasons somewhere league one league two you know what yeah. desire has he got does he go out of the top yeah. or does he still want to carry on playing you know does you want to go uh, to the, coaching
0: and the thing is with Saliba, i think that they said I've read something that he was actually on the verge of going out on loan. Well, he went yeah. out on... He, he actually stayed out on loan at St. on last season. Yeah, after, he almost um,
2: stayed there as well. I think it was only the clause in the contract that if he made the appearance in the Cup, um, we went about to pay some extra money. So that's the only reason why uh, William Saliba was brought back.
0: And I've been told that this deal is the makeshift of him going out on loan and getting that experience again and in a league that he actually recognises. Yeah. Um he's... I'd love
2: to see him get an opportunity. I really would have loved to see him get a chance alongside maybe Gabrielle or whatever, but um you know, you see at the moment I think what Arteta has looked at, he's looked at the partnership with Murray and with Rob Holden and how they're doing alongside each other. Um, and that was kind of a factor in it as well. And, you know, I think the opportunity could have been there for him to come in and, and maybe, you know, play this weekend against Newcastle, possibly, in the FA Cup. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it's all about the, it all stemmed from the back of that MK Dons game, really, the, the friendly that he played in. And Arteta wasn't, you know, as Barry said, completely happy with his performance. And that's it, really. Like, if he's not working in, in game time or in training, then... You know, the, the best bet is to kind of get him out on a loan and sort of just see if he can develop. We, we're trying to do the same with Gwen Doozy at the moment as well. So,
4: yeah, yeah and if you look at it today, Mike went out to two days ago to Nice and then yeah. today makes his debut in Finis as well. And <laughs> which must have been good for him to actually get some minutes under his belt well for first time in quite a bit for Arsenal, just like. Playing under twenty-three football, which is not really developing much, in there it needs a bit of first-team football to develop and see where abouts is is at.
2: Absolutely, you got to. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad he's gone to a league that he knows. Going to the French division, obviously, he was there last season, and um, yeah, you know, he knows the division. He, he played against them. He's, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good move for him to do that, and hopefully, he'll come back and he'll you know be fighting and, and ready to go. Yeah, and ready to go and you know, kind of, uh, yeah, maybe displace somebody like Rob Holding after, you know, his loan spell is done.
4: Yeah, or maybe replace Pablo Amore, Mike. Maybe if, say, Murray, may maybe when they come back, see how he does alongside, so Gabriel. And if he does better than mori maybe Gabriel and Saliba going forward, you two new centre-backs, maybe. Or maybe Saliba and Murray, depending on, who works better alongside next season if yeah. a, you have a chance at it. That's
2: right. And like, obviously that's with Mari and Gabriel. You, obviously you won't play both of them because they're both left-sided, left-fitting centre-backs. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's what I said. Either mm-hmm. one, just try me We one in one game, one friendly, one in the mm-hmm. other, and he mm-hmm. alongside them both. Whichever sure the Trevor works best for our centre, so, who's our one going forward.
2: Yeah, absolutely. i have to agree with that as well. You can yeah. either, uh, move on to the next point, Ryan. We've got what oh, we've got, nate. If we're going to talk about, obviously, we we spoke about Saliba there. The Meza Özil saga is still ongoing. He's still at the club, uh, but it looks like there's <laughs> a number of clubs that are interested in uh, buying him. I think Fenerbahce, decent United, and uh, who was the third one, Ryan? Uh,
0: the third one was, I'm sure it was another MIA side.
2: No, I think it was another Turkey side, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, taking another Turkish side, I can't remember who he, who he was now, but we were another Turkish side after him, and it looks like he may have chosen taking. Well, from what I can being reading from listening to people like on TV, Transfer on Transfer Central, on Sky Sports News, and that. The Ortesta has said if he's, still, if he's not gone completely removed by this weekend, he may consider him for the FA Cup tie against Newcastle. He'll you know, okay. get a match fitness, a match match action, get fitness up for when he does move on. He don't need a lot of time in the opposition. He's no club's reserves, he's got a bit of minutes there, you know, many a few weeks. In that he's probably kept himself in shape and fitness. Levels to an extent, but this will be there. So, well,
2: it's social media team certainly have—they've been flexing their muscles a bit over the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: see that, my but Like I said, maybe we can see how it goes in that in that game. If you do score, Mike, would you be set to see him go after the time his performances he's give you when he's playing well? Um,
2: I'd be sad to see that it hasn't worked out. You know. At the time I wasn't a great fan of the sign. do I think we should have tried to keep Alexis and, you know, maybe shit Service off and let him go at that point? Yeah, I do. Um I think Alexis is the better player out of the two. And I do think that, you know, it's it's sad when it hasn't worked out for a player of Mesut's you know, quality. And um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, the last few years he's he's not been himself and he's he's not wanted to be around the place. And the fact that Kalazinac has now moved on as well is his, his so called bodyguard. I think uh Mesut's time is probably
0: numbered as well. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So well, back um, to
4: Klesnach, mate, you said Klesnach leaving. Was any information on that from your from your from what you've been reading there?
2: Not a lot, really, to be honest. I think it's uh you know, it's an, it's another one that needs to be done. Get him off the books. I think he's on a fairly decent wage, he's on quite a, a big wage. Um, and we've got Kieran Tierney there and Bikai Osaka who can do a job there as well and even make the Niles if need be. So, yeah, it's, it's another one who, you know, has uh, had to be moved on. And, you know, I'll tell you now, there's going to be a few more.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. totally understand. Let's just move on to the next point. Which,
4: which is the Karen Carney incident.
0: Yeah, the Karen mm. Carney incident that was on Match of the Day 2.
4: It wasn't actually on Match the Day too. It was actually on Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime,
0: yeah.
4: Well, from where it was after the Leeds game against West Brom, and I don't know if you've, I don't know if you heard what she said, but she no. turned on and said Leeds got promoted due to COVID.
0: Yeah, same
4: COVID. COVID helped Leeds get promoted. Said we benefited okay. from that break after we dropped off mm. a bit of pace.
3: Last season into plus and did before we, it's one of these, isn't it? Sometimes, sometimes it is these public things to kind of a little bit off piece to to try and gather a bit of attention. And sometimes it works very well, whether it be negative or positive, you know. And you got a little bit um, a little bit controversial from time to time. Uh, and th- there was a little bit you'll probably agree with it a little bit of truth in the, in the um, philosophy there because Leeds were having a wobble, you know, and but I don't think the way that she said it helped her cause. Um, but I don't think the way that Leeds dealt with it helped the cause either. But you're probably talking at a, a, an intern or a, a, a young media person that's just posted it there and then, and, and you know, it's done, it's you know, it's just it's sad that. She's got a lot of abuse for it. She'll learn from it. Leeds will learn from it, and you know it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, there's right and wrong on both sides, but it's it's a shame, really. But uh, you know, you got you got to be very careful what you what you do say uh, in those positions. Uh, sometimes you want to say something. As I said, it's a little bit of piece that stands out, gets yourself recognised. You know, in this game, even bad publicity is good publicity. If you didn't know who Karen Kearney is, Kearney is you know now. So it's not done her, any, her stock any harm at all, you know. So she's probably come out yeah, a bit also better.
4: It, also it as well, you say with, with Leeds, before that Leeds actually put that out, and was on his come out and made a statement saying, from what she said, it's not just him, but uh, the coaching staff and the players. Yeah as well, and he actually said he actually spoke to the person who actually put that tweet out and he said he was the one who trying to put it out and put out the point that he said would have fallen away if we hadn't done, and if and a lot of people were getting abuse before the Leeds tweet went out, but people say he was because we yeah. she was getting all that abuse, but there were clips circling social media before Leeds actually pulled that out, and yeah. what well, yeah, I don't Condoning with the, the sexist abuse, which is one so gone Karen's web. It's, it's not um, what
3: it's not what Leeds has done. It's the abuse that's come off the of back of it, you know. And it's easy yeah. for a football supporter. Um, sitting at home with a keyboard in front of them. Keyboard warriors, we're all keyboard warriors to a certain extent, but, you know, some some take it a little bit too extreme. In fact, more than some, quite a few, you know, and it's easy to get abuse on, on, on social media. And I just, um, you know, one or two laid into her a little bit. It's a shame that she deleted a Twitter account, but, you know, I, I think she'll, she'll come out of it a better person. Um, and you know, uh, she's gone to back on to
2: onto match of the day I think they've they're given an opportunity on match of the day too now so she's going to be back yeah. on that and you know I agree with what you're saying you know sometimes you mm. kind of have to test your waters t- test the waters a little yeah. bit and yeah. um, you know I do it with the SFC interviews when I'm interviewing the, the yeah. Stevenage guys you know you kind of have to test the waters and you know kind of yeah. just see how they react to
3: yeah. it yeah 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 I mean it was I just to said it was true and I thought it leads having a bit of a wobble when it, it, it stopped. The um, you know, but they came back fresh after two, three months off and you know, carried it through. They won the league as champions. I think they were the best side in the championship. What she's saying had some legs. The way she said it wasn't particularly good, you know, it needed to be Yeah, well some of were more... saying
4: and what some of the lead were coming across as well, that she didn't do research because prior to the actual lockdown itself, by way, Leeds had gone five games unbeaten. Mm. Without conceding a goal, and mm. um, well, his last five I conceding a goal, just beat Uddersfield 2 0. Lisa was saying, if anything, have stop the momentum because the first game I lost 2 0 to Cardiff. Yeah, you know, I
3: remember.
4: 10 points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But and I think we'll, maybe... We bought out
3: five as well. So, you know, it, is, it fluctuates. Listen, you play 46 games in the Championship, anyone that goes through consistently will win that league at canter. You know, it's a very, very tough, tough league. Everyone has a wobble. Leeds had a couple last season and won the fair and square and they were the best team in it. You know, so, and, and I think they would have won it had there not been locked down, personally, but it did them a favour because of the way that they play, having that three months off, taking a step back, Re reinvigorating themselves and, and and seeing through the season, I think they've done them a favour in the long run. But I think they would have the one it out that personally. But we never know, don't we? Uh, and listen, it's it's a it's an interesting uh, debate. And um, you know, with with we summarisers and and these pundits, they're always out there to try and. Try and say something that's going to stand out. You know, it's, if you're a, a pundit on Match of the Day Two or on Prime or on Sky or on BT, and you're an expo, especially if you're just making it in that industry and an X-Pro and you're trying to make yourself stand out from a, a crowded market because there's loads of expos trying to do the same thing. You want to, mm-hmm. you want a, a kind of USP, something a little bit different that you know, and a little bit of controversy never goes amiss. Um, you know. And she'll be remembered for that for all the right or wrong reasons. But I don't think, as I say, it doesn't do her any harm. Um, but you know, with these pundits, it is a, it is a, you know, a, a wrestling match to try and do something that's a little bit standout-ish from, from the rest. So,
2: and I think we've only got one or two more talking points, haven't we, Ryan? I think maybe.
0: Um, yeah, maybe a few more.
4: Which is next one you've got down here, Mike? When Messi and Ronaldo breaking La's record in there.
0: Yeah,
2: two fantastic players. I was having the uh, debate with a mate of mine, Darren, earlier, um, you know, which one's better out of these two. They're two polar opposites, but both fantastic talents and, you know, they, they've gone on and they've broken Pelé's record there as well now. Um, you know, you, you know, whichever camp you're in, you kind of obviously have that mutual respect for the other player as well,
4: don't you? Yeah, you
0: totally. yes in,
4: And I think the way people... Probably go for it, and what people say Ronaldo, and I think the main reason behind this is because Ronaldo doesn't need the players around him to be that top quality player that he is. Whereas if you look at Messi, when the headlights are jabbing, he's just they were creating mm. the chances for yeah. Messi to score. Whereas Ronaldo, he can create chances off his own back to score himself, or create chances for his teammates. When my opinion, you and you're your, your three offering Disagree on this, or, or may disagree. Messi needs someone in and around him to create the chances for him to score. And yes, he can do it on his own, but not all of the time, whereas Ronaldo, he mainly do it all on his, on his own, mailing most of the time. It's the occasion where there's another through ball in towards him. Or he made people all up in his own enough and took on three or four and end up scoring both i can see why both people say, some people say Messi, some people say without oh, people i'm a I'm a, massive, without a
2: I'm a massive i'm me- a massive uh, messy fan personally i think he's the the real standout one you know he's the best argentinian since diego maradona um he is you know the kind of player that you want in your team uh, because of the the skills he's got the capability he's got yeah, I, I kind of agree with your point to a degree that he kind of worked off the, the other players behind him as well. Um, yeah. But I also do think that, you know, there is plenty of games where he's gone and, and done it on his own. And, you know, part of me doesn't like Ronaldo going back to the whole thing with Wayne Rooney and what happened there. Um, you know, kind of doing that with uh, with a teammate of yours at the time. But yeah, you know, I said it before, you, you have mutual respect for the other player, but I'm more in messi's camp. I think
3: i think with 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 ronaldo he's done it in premier league he's done it in spain he's done it in italy and i think he's probably had the better career of the two of them in international football as well um so you know you look at those facts, and it points towards ronaldo uh, i think the points that you guys have just made absolutely spot on uh, easier on the eye yes undoubtedly he's a lot like Mar- maradona in my opinion it was the best ever. Being um, yeah. an old git, I am. I remember the '86 World Cup, and I was absolutely mesmerised by this. And I look back at those goals now, and I think, wow, you know, in a in a time when the pitches weren't always that great, and you know the the, the characters that were playing were pretty agricultural, and there'd be challenges chopping in left, right, and centre. He still managed to score goals like that. Not just in that World Cup, but throughout his career, I think he was the best. Uh, and the closest I think you've ever got to him is Plumley, and they both come from the same uh, yeah. from the same continent and the same country. But I think uh, you know, I, I think statistically, and and when everything weighed up, I, I think you know Ronaldo probably just edged it for me, just because he's out there. It's like I've done it at Premier League level, I've done it at the league level, and I've gone done it in uh, in Italy. And I know Italy's not the strongest league, but it's getting better. It's getting back to how it used to be, and. And you know he's he's still got to win it, and he and he has. He's gone over there, and he, and of course both of them have excelled at, at at Champions League level as well.
2: I'd love to see Messi in the Premier League. Though. And see, obviously he's done it in the Spanish league, and that's the sole league
3: he's done yeah, it in. But love to it. I mean, it's Man City. Probably too late now. You know, yeah. it's probably too late. So a, I'd love to have seen him come over here a couple of years ago a couple of years even if he went back to barcelona or back to spain or back to argentina afterwards to finish his career which is what he says he's going to do i think he's going to go back to his um to his club and spend the entire remember which one mm-hmm. it was um but um i know his, his plan is to go to go back home at the end of it all um but he's st- i mean he stayed loyal to, to barcelona don't think he? he's an absolutely fantastic barcelona teams, but I think there's been plenty of opportunities even like 12 months, 18 months ago, he was on the verge of leaving, he's, he's gone, and then suddenly uh, a click of the finger, he's back in again they couldn't afford to lose him, Barcelona yeah. um, and I think that's the thing, they just literally couldn't afford to lose him and that's, they've hung on to him, but I would love to have seen him play in, in the Premier League, and he'd he been fabulous over here
4: Yeah, I think he would have done well in Man City under Pep, because he's well with Pep and Barcelona as well so I think him and Messi have got that understanding, so I think he would have worked well then. I think Man City would have probably going to try sign him on a yeah. five-year deal. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years yeah. in the Premier League with Pep, and then two in New York City, the affiliate yeah. club in the MLS, and then yeah. maybe one last time in Argentina before hanging up his boots, like you mentioned there.
3: Yeah, well, I thought Fulham would have been the move for him, but. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, uh,
4: oh, did, did, talking to... <laughs> well, <laughs> he did find I a time.
0: La Liga winner last season.
4: Yeah,
3: they did.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah In Alfonso
3: probably, yeah. Areola, mm-hmm. he's doing all right, actually, isn't he? But yeah, I mean, yeah, we I mean, go back to Messi. I mean, it would have been perfect for for City at the moment. You know, they've not got a lot up top. It would have been perfect, but. You know, it's all so we'll, we'll always look back at that, and I think that's the one thing between Ronaldo and, and Messi is that I just think Ronaldo's done it on so many different levels, so many different platforms, and I think that's why he's done, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, you were in Ronaldo's
2: camp as well, are you right? Do you think?
3: Yeah, I, yeah.
2: I,
0: I, I mean, as much as he cheated a lot in the Premier League. I'm in his camp because... Hey, Maradona
3: cheated in 86, but he's still the best thing since Blythe Sprecher. Oh, yeah, me. exactly. I, mean, yeah. I hated him and loved him in the same breath at the same time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> best yeah. ever against him. He's Lin like and Marmite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's
0: like Marmite. Yeah. You either so, love him or you hate him. And, and yeah. Ma- I mean, Messi is quality, world class. Uh, yeah. It's just, like, uh, in this era for or less well they're the best two no. players
3: that have come along for a long long time you know probably going to maradona probably going back to to play you know and, and you know you need to start throwing in your beck and bowers and you know you yeah. go back and back and back but you know take messi and ronaldo like this go back and say a real top five world-class player of all time you'd have to probably go back to maradona and and Pelé there's, there's not been someone Maldini Maldini is,
2: defender.
3: yeah yeah as a defender yeah like, but you're never going to you're never going to make them top five um no. attackers players of all time because it's just the way it is you know Bobby Moore great player, and, and Beckenbauer these right sweeper that came forward which you've never seen before and you've never really seen it ever again it's, it's unique but I mean when you talk about the five greatest players you're always going to get five forward players you know uh, you know, Ren- Ronaldo, Messi, uh, as I say, Maradona, Pele, and, and and one other. So, um, you know, George Best, possibly. I think uh, George Best, we never really saw the, the best of him, did we? So, um, but you, It's ironic, you know, we, never
2: saw
3: the, we never saw the best out of Best, but yeah. No, you think with a drink and everything, if he'd have been around yeah. now, in this day and age, where they'd probably been able to control the drinking addiction a lot better. It had been playing mm. on pitches that had grass on it up October, October. Yeah. Um, and as well, I mean, some of the, I mean, I look back at some of the, I love watching the old football occasionally and, and you look back at some of the things that George Best did on some of those pitches. And, oh, unbelievable. Unreal
2: stuff, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do that on, on FIFA. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's literally, he's, he, he's, he's just, I'd love to have been able to um, to see him in the, in the modern day playing in the Premier League. Remember, he had lunch kicked out of him back in the sixties and seventies. I mean, he'd have been protected like anything now. God knows what he'd have done. I mean, that's that's where you're talking. You know, the absolute world class. And that's how far apart Messi and, and Ronaldo are from from anything in the modern era. Going back probably twenty. 20- years
2: and I was saying it in uh, in that same stream that I was on about earlier in regards to you know that they're, they're polar opposites, but it's it's you know yeah. if you want to look at, at at boxing for example, they're very much like you know your Tyson's and your Anthony Joshuas.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know their the, 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 their approach completely different. I mean, you can't. I mean, it'd be great to see them play together, wouldn't it? You know, and not, not many people yeah. said it. It's great yeah. to see them play together because they are so different. Would they have jailed together? That would have been an intriguing um, thing to watch, you know, seeing if they ever ever playing the same team together. Would they have jailed? Would they have worked together? Dude, great uh, question. Which, which one would be the, the, gre-
2: the greediest one out of the
3: two? Like, what is just Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably be uh, slapping one and they'll pass me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I know there's a there's the respect off the field between the two of them um and, and they're ultra competitive the pair of them but it'd be interesting interesting if they pulled the same shirt on and what would have happened
2: that will happen one one day it will happen in be
3: a match somewhere.
2: Game. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or somewhere
2: yeah
3: yeah so yeah time.
2: <laughs> I look i look forward to that day Matthew, be, uh,
3: Ronaldo and mark wright or someone who's yeah, running yeah. down the wing and. Well he's
2: still so, playing He's, uh, he's uh, got
3: a deal with Crawley, hasn't he, as well. He's so deal with Crawley, yeah, he's he's a good player, actually, he's a decent player. So they could David would still be there and all the same old um, comedians that, that roll yeah. out soccer eh? aid. That yeah, that's their that's their coming together. There you go. You seen it, you heard it here first. <laughs> well brings out brings, yeah. out, brings yeah. out
0: the new footballers, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Mm, <laughs> I mean my, my... And the old one. I,
2: and the new <laughs> theme, and the new
0: memes as well like uh, it was at chunks wasn't it i think yeah getting <laughs> get a few memes yeah. and he actually got a girlfriend out of it didn't he which is pretty funny but and and he's not even a celebrity he's only a, ju- YouTuber, a big like, youtuber Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's uh, now become idolized and Loved because of what he did for Soccer Aid, and then yeah. gets with that woman that I
2: don't know why her name made. was.
5: But
4: she was oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maya Jamae works. That's, it. My, yeah, it. Maya, that's it. it, Yeah, Maya. That's it. Yeah. McGinnis. Mm. Show on New Year's Eve. I watched mm. with my parents, um, like this quiz type show, which was come Kamala, and that was on it. I was,
2: yeah, I was standing nearby. We watched a little bit, but didn't we, right?
0: Yeah.
4: I thought they were quite good, actually. Anyway, I, 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 I didn't
0: watch it. I only listened to parts of it before yeah. me and Mike did a New Year's Eve show so on Storm yeah. oh, Radio sorry, sorry, UK. Sorry, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> just we <laughs> went <just laughs> on this bit. Why now did Liverpool have stalled over a new contract mm-hmm. at Anfield? A question for you, and Mike, and to you as well, by way. Do you think he will stay in Liverpool at the end of his contract, which he's currently got in the summer? Um, on I,
3: I, I, go on,
4: Barry. You can
2: take it, mate. Go
3: on. I don't know, is the answer.
4: <laughs>
2: no,
3: I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him moving. He's been there, uh, what, three, four years now, is not he, since he's moved from, uh, from Newcastle? He's a slightly different player to when he arrived. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he freshened things up a little bit. Uh, in that midfield. Is he their number will go-to midfielder? No, not by any means. You know, it's probably an area they could probably improve without having to drill too deep I mean without spending the earth. It's, it's, so, he is a good player um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp moved him on.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that as well. I think there's better out there. Um, yeah. You know, even if you drop down a division to the Championship, there's players in that division who shouldn't be in that division. They should be Premier League players. Mm-hmm you know, look yeah. at Swansea, uh, not Swansea, sorry, um, Norwich, I should say, with uh, Bundia was the name mm. I was going to get there. And of course, he should be playing Premier League football, and God, you know, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure it's only going to be a matter of time before he's there. Um, well, I'm sure
3: Swansea will, been there with Norwich. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, Swansea, Swansea probably have a fair shout, uh, shout with a couple of players in there as well, like, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah uh, they've got good side. Brent first, there's plenty of teams there, yeah. But yeah, no, Brent's I think, uh, really, really
3: very good, yeah. Yeah, I There's
2: think uh, of... mine will probably be moved on. Um, and it's not a massive loss for them, um, you know, as long as they're not losing Salah or uh, right.
3: or you know, Firmino. Right. Is, uh, is he, is, is is he, he in their the best 11? He's not, he's not in their best 11. Listen, he's very much on in, in the forefront of Klopp's plans at the moment, as things are, but he's not in their best 11. I don't know how we has he ever been in their best 11, not very long, <laughs> but uh. You know, he's a good squad player, he's done Liverpool good service. You know, he'll go with um, with, with the fan am sure, but you know, it's um, I, I think move him on and, and strengthen.
2: And I could see him going to, you know, it depends how well they develop and stuff as well on the back of this takeover. But Burnley, they're going to be splashing the cash in the summer as well, aren't they?
3: Well, they, they have to because the entire squad, virtually, with the exception of one or two are out of contract this season. I've done, I've done yeah. one of their games early season and, and I went through all the players where their contracts are up at the end of the season. Heck A lot of, heck of a lot of that squad, their contract is up at the end of the season and they haven't done anything. They've obviously held out a weight in this takeover, which has been on the in the pipeline since last summer. So It's taken about yeah. six months to come through and then suddenly, boom, out of nowhere, it's, it's happened over Christmas. And uh, I think now they've got to move quite quickly because you know, they, I think if they, did, if this didn't happen now or very soon, I think Dyche would have gone and I had gone down and I think they'd have lost a lot of players and, and they'd probably fallen apart. So this is a, a lifesaver for, for Burnley as far as I'm concerned, because you know, the squad that they've currently got is nowhere near good enough. Has got to do something in January. Yes, he has. Um, because what he's, got I don't see moment. him doing
2: a lot of this, this window I don't think, I think they'll you do know,
3: something because i mean i've done the yeah. second game of the season and they had five teenagers on the bench second game of the mm. season second game of the season five teenagers on the bench and it was like oh. good god how, how thin is your squad you know yeah. and he's he's got quite a few injuries there at the moment but still brings out the results they're hard to beat they've, they've got good players they've got solid players how does sean dice take them on to the next level i know he finished in a europa league qualification place two three years ago how do you take them on to the next level? I'm I'm not quite sure. When you say splashing the cash, you know Newcastle were in the same scenario until their takeover um, yeah. fell through. You know, it's uh, you say splash in the cash. Are they going to be top six? Um, you know, I very much doubt it. But they like to think they can be. Um, but I, I don't think that they will be top six. Uh, I don't think there'll be any. You know, their number one priority at the moment is probably staying up this season.
2: That's right. We've got Kieran, who's just popped on for a bit there as well. How you doing, mate? And uh, you know, we'd, we're just talking about Burnley at the moment and and the takeover there. Um, you, know, the, you know, Barry just mentioned there in regards to the fact they were Europa League a couple of seasons ago, um, which isn't too much because even Fulham did that. But anyway, we got to the final.
3: We got to the final. I was in Hamburg. I was yeah. in. I was in. <laughs> I, was in the, I was at the uh, final. But yeah, I mean the Europa League. I mean they they done ever so well, but it's support Dallas, isn't it? Finishing seventh and going into the Europa League, unless you've got a massive squad, unless you're one of the big clubs, you know, someone like Burnley, it, it hit them hard because they struggled that next season, didn't they? Because they haven't got a big squad, and they were playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and, and it just caught up with them in the end, and they were better off out of Europe, than they've improved when they've not been in Europe, they've improved in the Premier League. But this season, as I say, a lot of their squad are due... Uh, or, or the contact up at the end of the season. I think there'll be a massive overhaul there uh, in the next six months at Burnley.
2: And what do you make, Kieran, to, to the Burnley situation with the takeover and, you know, the, the whole, obviously, Barry said that they've, you know, got a lot of uh, players leaving in the summer. You know, how big do you reckon they'll go? Oh, can't hear you, mate. You're muted. <laughs> No mate, we can't hear. All right, buddy. But yeah, like I have to um, sort of agree with that as well. I, I do think they'll go big. Uh, do I think they'll get some players in this window? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, we got you, Kieran. Yeah, go, on, mate.
5: There we go. There we go. Yay! Um, it just depends on how much their owners are willing to spend. To be honest, Japs. Only um, mm. are—they're an unpredictable side. Sometimes I'll, do, sometimes I'll do stuff like that, but. It all, it all obviously depends on the owners. I mean, look at, for example, let's just pick Wolves, for example. When we got taken over by Fulton, they spent metric tonne of money on new players. Yeah. Right. And they brought obviously they brought in Nuno and all that. But then mm-hmm. that's been stopped. I mean, if you look at our recent purchases, they haven't exactly been world-class, I must say. Um, but hopefully you'd think Burnley might think about doing the same. Not so much like spending big bucks and then not spending anything, but mm. spending big bucks constantly if they've got the funding to be able to do it. Get them yeah. build a decent squad again and get them back up to being a decent side. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not a decent side at the minute. But, no, but
0: then obviously,
2: you know, you mentioned they're Wolves and that's a target that Burnley have really got to set for themselves and then kind of maybe go from there because, you know, Wolves are a side that, Obviously, you know, a, a bit in the Europa League as well now, and yeah, you know, your names there is the Portuguese contingent. So maybe, you know, m- maybe going down a, a certain route of you know bringing in players from a certain country maybe might help them out. Yeah.
5: Oh, they can't nick any of our Portuguese players. <laughs> happy about it. <laughs>
2: but no, uh, what have you got to say on this ride? You got any sort of thing you want to mention about Burnley? No. Doesn't look like you have. Okay. Um we're probably going to just wrap it up in a minute, maybe just one more point that we're going to make. And that was uh, the one in regards to Phil Neville. Um, Obviously, David Beckham wants him as manager into Miami. And that looks like that. If he does get the job there, then his England uh, women's job is going to be in a bit of doubt as well, uh, because I don't think they really wanted to sort of combine the two. And, you know, I think um, as much as you love to do things like that on football manager and, you know, games like that, um it is you know more for, for games like that rather than anything else i think uh you know you ha- you have to have one focus in my opinion
3: yeah i don't think um i mean is england's day's all numbered. number there's named a successor as well so he knows he's on his way out you know if, if anything came along between now and then he's always going to take it and you know there's a bit of an old palzak there i think going on in um in Miami but fair play you know he, it might be his um it might be his opportunity to shine you know he's he's done okay with the uh the England women he got them to what was it the semi final of the uh the world cup yeah. the world cup say, I, was it was it against the yeah, yeah 3 3 years 2 years ago two, i can't know what it was, yeah 2 years ago um and and i thought that that was good it caught, caught the imagination of the of the country um it helped propel women's football and there's an influx of, of USA and foreign players now in the in a WSL, that strengthening. it. Um, so he, the job that he's done, yeah, I think I think he's took them on to a new new level. But I think there's still better to to come from from England. And um, I think you know, for I mean, what what he done previously? Really, I mean, it's, it's it's this is his opportunity to shine. a you know, a decent league, it's not, it's not. He was coached at
2: Everton for a while, wasn't he? Uh... I don't know if yeah. he's really had any other managerial jobs. Did he have one? No, um, he's not, he's not
4: Yeah,
0: he he was the a coach to. Um, he was a coach for Valencia. That's oh, it. under yeah. Gary. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. That was. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look. Have a look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he played for Team oh, GB. Oh yeah, you know, of
4: course. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. So. Um, Oh, she's co-owner of uh, Salford City as well. I'm just having a quick mm-hmm. managerial. Yeah, it's just England women. It's all that's um, all that's um, quoted. So um, yeah, this is his opportunity. First real opportunity as the number one at, at club level. And um, you yeah, know, it's it's uh, it's it's a funny old league. It's a decent players out there. It's not the it's not the Premier League. It's not the La Liga. It's um, you know, it's a far cry from many of those. But you and know, I was it's
4: just
2: looking to... as well. I was just looking as well. That actually, whilst we've been on stream, it looks like there's been news broken that they've had a meeting and it's uh, been a very positive meeting by the looks of it as well. When you know David Beckham's very keen on bringing him over and putting him in charge. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's you know, it's going to happen, isn't it? So. Um... Um yeah, I mean it's, it's a funny old league as well, isn't it? You kind of it's a little bit like the football. We play these little mini leagues and then you go into the playoffs and you don't get relegated or promoted. It's all it's a bit weird really, isn't it? So um yeah, uh, so it's and it's I think that the transfer system over there's a little bit like the American football as well, isn't it? I can never I can never get my head around American sports. But, um yeah, it's it's a kind of um I can't remember how you how you the um the transfer system is completely different over there isn't it so, it's um, the same in,
2: in italy i think as well i think they've got to have oh, a certain amount of uh sort of you know eu registered players and things like that yeah
3: yeah yeah and i think the, the picks as well are not they like the america you get the first pick or the second mm. i don't have that i think that's, that's something to do with the, the mls i don't really follow it closely enough to um but yeah, it's a decent league. I know one or two, one or two guys that have gone over there and worked as commentators, and and they've done very well for themselves, um, and they they love it. And the, the American um, soccer setup is, going has to be a women's football and it is men's football over there. But so, yeah. you know, the MLS has, has, has got better and better, but it's 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 not. It's a long way off being anything like the best leagues in Europe.
2: And then, uh, anyone else want to sort of bring anything into that? No. Doesn't look like it. Um, we'll touch on one final thing, which is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank going back to Burton as well. Um, and you know, from a, a personal perspective, he's going to be working alongside Dino Mumria, who's um, a, a relative of mine through through marriage. So, you know, uh, I think it's great that Dino is back out and again getting, getting himself back out there into you know a very good club again. Although they're struggling at the
3: moment. Good start there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they yeah, one. One. one Yeah, they've got five one. Five one. Yeah, yeah, five one. Yeah. So um no, I mean,
5: he
3: wasn't he, actually in charge no he wasn't no, no yeah no no he's um i mean the thing is that that uh that that league one four four goes down so that naturally makes it very very difficult uh and you know plymouth have just gone a little bit of a run and, and picked up the points. Shrewsbury had a fantastic run and under a new manager and picked up points and now you know they've looked at that to right shrewsbury you can go and do that we need to go and do that they need to get some results together there's obviously um it's a good time to come in with the the
2: transfer window as well
3: though yeah it's a good time to come in i mean nigel clough left last summer because they were short of money so you Mm. know they've they've gone as far as they can um they've got following the footsteps of yeovil haven't they get up to the championship and have ended up now holding on for dear life in the middle league um well, you know, we've done it
2: it's, it's done it as well we were on yeah, the verge of promotion to the championship on so. the verge
3: of promotion to, to the championship yeah and they've gone up they've had a season did they have a season or did they have two seasons i can't remember but they they came down and um you know it's only a matter of time before they drop into league two and uh, that's a that's a momentum that can take teams straight through and out into non-league football and suddenly yeah. in the national league and it don't get any easier i mean you you've seen big clubs Fall through that have come out of the the football league, it's the port counties. I know they're on their way back up now. Um, Boston have gone straight through, and uh, so there's, there's loads of clubs that fall down beyond the just the national league. So that's
2: right, and uh, you know it's great that Jimmy's gone back there as well. Um, and you know, from a personal perspective, as I said, we've been of course he's, uh, out with out of work with Stephen Edge and with Oldham but it's, it's great obviously he's gone back to to being number two whereas he was a manager before but if it's going to help him grow he knows Jimmy they've, they've, they've uh, worked together they've, they've done their coaching badges together and stuff and I'm sure you know, there's a big re- uh, mutual respect in that as well.
3: Yeah yeah it's just I think you'll have to make some change in January and, and but he needs to, to turn it around obviously very quickly it's, it's, it's going to be tough. and as I say four go down it's very tough but you know it's, it, he'd done a good job first time around and that's why they took him back i mean they'd love to have kept hold of him qpr come knocking it didn't really work there and um you know it's not really happened for him since So maybe this is an opportunity it's just uh, the the right science between jimmy and um and, and burton Albion and, and maybe second time it works as well as it did first
2: is there anything you want to add ryan kieran
0: yeah maybe he's got some unfinished business at Burton I mean he got him promoted from League 2 to League 1 yeah. Um, and then obviously jumped ship to QPR which I thought at the time was probably the worst thing he could have done
4: yeah but I did as he, well yeah, I thought it would have been
0: better he, he, to he, stick around he's probably learned from that and for Burton to take him back I mean Dino Mamaria is a very good coach assistant manager manager yeah and, He's had his troubles, obviously struggled with Oldham, with the finances, Stevenage because of... Um... Well, with
2: Stevenage, he actually had a very good record as well. And I, I want to touch on that because, um, you know, he got Stevenage to the verge of the playoffs and he actually had a very good win uh, win record, win percentage record. And, you know, I think it was very harsh. There was a lot of injuries that he had to deal with as well when he was, uh, you know, sacked and, and let go by the club. Um, there were so many players out at that time, and you know, I think you know given a bit more time, he really would have made his way,
0: yeah, and i I'm so happy that he's back in football um it's really good to see,
2: but I think uh we've we've kind of exhausted this now, haven't we this podcast so i think we're we we're
5: pretty much
3: done <laughs> i
0: think. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah me yeah. too <laughs> so, so thank you very much to Tom Pat, who is the professional footballer of Stevenage for joining uh, thanks to Sean Price Russ Kieran Barry and of course Mike who's always going to be around yep cheers um, thank you very much for everyone joining and we'll see you in about a month's time
2: cheers everyone
4: thank thanks. you see ya cheers